I'm back. Let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. What up, what up, what up? We're here, right here, live on Last Chance Q's first install of 2023. We're going to get after it tonight. Um, We are going to break down Brock Purdy, Trevor Lawrence, and Jared Goff, all three in the playoff hunt. Sean Salisbury and myself will be breaking those quarterbacks down, plus the tragedy that occurred last night. We're going to give our two cents. Plus, we're going to break down the Derek Carr situation and why he walked away from the Raiders and how that is okay uh, or not okay. What do you think we're going to talk about? We're going to break all those things down right here live on this first install of Last Chance Q 2023. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. We were, we are on Patreon as well. Uh, make sure you we are now uploading onto Patreon. So it's in our bio on our social media pages. Go on there, click on become a member of our Patreon. You will get anything you want to get from film to install calendars to uh, manuals, coaching manuals, administrative duties, assistant coaches duties, head coaches manuals, players manuals, staff manuals. I'll have it all uploaded um, by Monday. Uh and you can go get you anything you want if you're a member of our Patreon. It's $1.99 for this membership right here. It's the same channel as the Coach AB Show every morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Pacific. So make sure you're joining that show every morning. It is getting big. I appreciate you guys joining us and uh, hitting that like button. Sean will be joining us here in a minute. Um, we're going to break down all these things. Uh, we've got a lot to discuss here uh, in the football world. We are going to start showing a lot of film. So you know how we're going to go about it. Uh, we're going to show we got a lot of NFL film that was uh, gifted to me. I'm allowed to show it on YouTube. Obviously, that's why we do this show. And we're going to start showing a lot of film. Less talk, more film. Uh, we've already broke that down. We're going to start getting into that. This show is specifically going to show NFL film and the quarterback in specific. And then we're going to get into some other things, too like real talk banter that Sean and I bring because our personalities are so fucking nice, right? So we're going to bring that in too. So make sure that you guys, uh, if you want to just some real football show talk, then this is the show for you. Make sure you become a member tonight. Best dollar 99 you can spend. So um, just wanted to throw that out there. We're also going to break down um, the NCAA college playoffs. Uh, Sean's going to get with me on that. We're going to talk about the opt-outs and the college bowls after the playoffs have already occurred. Is that worth a shit or not? We're going to break that down. And uh, the best one hour or hour and a half football show there is. Sean and I will get into all this. And uh, Sean's going to be joining us right now. Uh, He just got in. So I'm going to bring him in. And uh, hey, don't... (laughs) 
He likes fat bitches, so I want to make sure you understand that shit. We're gonna bring him in here. Uh, with a PH, with a PH, bitches, with a PH. Bitches with a PH on that bitch. The two C's. Hey, it's good. I'm over here bullshitting while you're sitting here holding court. Hell yeah. What are you walking the fucking doggy? Yeah, I know. Dude, a 90 pound bully. Sometimes you got to corral them when they get out of the shower. They go haywire. Had to give him a shower, man. Late to the party. You know, you know, boy, he's 90 pounds. He ain't bullshit. Hey, what, what, what kind of what, what kind of JV coach am I fucking dealing with here? Like, so you don't know that the show's at five. You go wash your dog at fucking four fifty five. No, I don't. No, no, I didn't. I no, 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 no. Sometimes it gets a little elusive. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, I, I know it's the first day back out of vacation. First day back out of vacation. I've done thirty eight shows today. And I got you as a priority, and I'm over here bullshitting three minutes. Hey, with your talking ass, you could hold court for three minutes, bitch. You're God, a big boy. God, hey, I fuck. I do it three hours a day. I live. You get a fucking script, probably. But your ass, bitch. I get no script. I start at three thirty in the morning. Ain't no script from one day one. You could take that teleprompter and shove it right up your ass, because that's not me. Okay, that ain't me. This is all right here in this, in this uh, about one eighty IQ. Okay. So take oh, that. I thought, as, I thought you were going to say 180 pounds. I said bullshit. No, 180 IQ. And then you give me that football IQ and shit. I'm up there at rarefied air, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> hey. No, so, I'm, oh, I don't weigh 180, dude. I'm about 260. Hey, so, 260. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you. I was three, hey, I was 300 pounds, man. I lost, I've lost almost 40 pounds. And it's crazy. My dick got bigger, though. I'm well, I can believe it, right? did. See, see, for, for some people, whether you're four bills or whether you're two bills, it's still big. See what I'm saying? Hey. You know, the, the belly, you know, when you got Dunlap disease, when the belly Dunlap's over the belt, some of you got an innie instead of an Audi when that happens. Well, here you go. Now all of a sudden, so you found, you see, so you found uh, that field mouse, huh? <laughs> hey, hey, some men don't know if it's a clitoris. Or it's a dick Taurus. Dude, what happened to you? Hey, let, let I me come back you. after vacation. I'm leading a normal life. All of a sudden, I chime in here. We're back to your shenanigans. Look what hey, you're doing. Somebody to me. came up to me the other day and said, Hey, coach, you look good. What's your body fat? I said, I don't fucking know. I said, My dick weighs eight pounds itself. I said, I don't know what the fuck body fat that means, but I haven't done a BMI test. They need to get that in. They need to get that index, dude. Give me that index. They <laughs> get a yard ruler. Fuck with me. I, uh, <laughs> Hey, what happened to you, oh, man? Hey, hey you, you went, you went. So, so explain this this Army All American game that you fucked me on. Go explain that. Whoa, whoa! Did I fuck you on? I crawled ten miles over broken glass for you. I implemented a lot of your shit. We went and won the damn thing. I'm another All American win. I mean, as a coordinator, thank you very much. See what you are. You're that guy that you know. Help me install an offense, and then we had to suspend you for a week. <laughs> hey, this ain't the first time I've been hey, suspended. Goddamn! Hey, let me. Hey, at least you gave me some kudos. And did I not go right on after the game with all the thanks? And we won. And I first tweet: Who do I put? Whose name do I put in it? You thanked me. Damn right I did. Hey, Deion Sanders uses all my shit, but he—I haven't heard a one fucking thing from him. Dude, your run game installation and our the pass game concepts, and I put stuff I in and a ton of your stuff. When we spent hour upon hour putting it in, dude, I gave you kudos right out the bat. I went in there and I put it in. Shit, I didn't know if it was me 
or Sean, it was Sean Payton, Sean Salisbury. It didn't really matter. Shit. The Sean's know how to call a game. Sean, what's, uh, what's the, uh, give me the, uh, there's Sean's all over the place calling winning teams, dude. Spelled S E A N too, bitches. I'm going to tell you that right now. We don't lose. Yeah. I don't know if there's any Jasons. I don't know if there's any Jasons out there. Uh, Voorhees. <laughs> my man Jason Whitlock. I love Will. I show a minute ago, so I'm, I, hey. I love Will. 38 shows a day like you. I, you know, I do a few here and there. But goddamn, how do you do 48 shows and manage that shit? And, and Dude, you, you know have why? It, right? I, you know, I just do three hours of man boy, you know, man up fucking ad lib. You got a fucking production team and all this old shit. Don't put me in a white-collar elite class. I'm blue-collar ethic with just superb talent. No, I'm kidding you. Hey, passion. Listen. You listen with all this, this, this crew and team. I'm a grinder, dude. And you know what's funny? I'm exactly the type of guy you'd like to coach because I do in my broadcast career how I'd play. I grind. I give you honest. I'm transparent. But I can dazzle you with brilliance and also baffle you with bullshit. So I got a little bit of bull. Right. But who, what do I do? Walk off the field as a champion at the U.S. Army All-America game. And the first tweet I send got you in it. Hey. Great uh, uh, for your help and helping me putting this offense in. My guy, Houston Nutt, great human being. Staff was good. We had a we had a blast and we missed one thing. You it would have it added to the brilliance. We might have scored like three more points if you were there. Just three. <laughs> yeah. Hell might, yeah, we you, dude. How you up seventy on him, and the Houston Nut would have told you to start taking fucking knee. Yeah, and, he, and then I had you. You, I, you would have kept me under control a few times. We couldn't protect in a three-step. I about went ballistic. I like that's a good thing. If he was here, he'd either be yanking the guy from the field, or he'd say, "Sean, settle your ass." We probably would have needed everybody else to settle both of us now. Or I would have well, choke fucked Scott Frost. Yeah, <laughs> well. We won a game, so that, that that was my message. We just we won the game. There you go. What's wrong with you, man? What for, what frost do to you? You just you just you get... I don't know. I just I like real motherfuckers like you. Hey, uh, what's going on? So we 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 we're fight. We're right back on the show. Uh, 2023 is here, Sean. Already, I can't believe I'm saying that. I sound like it's one of these millennial fucks out here. Like 2023, I didn't know if I'd still be alive in 2023 and 98, but we're here. Yeah, and uh, it's a new year, man. We got to blow this up. We're gonna do a. Uh, Sean and I are in discussions on doing a nationwide camp because there's so many slapdick quarterback coaches in America that run these games on these kids and steal their money. Sean and I have had enough of it. We're fed up with it. And we are going to try to start our own camp, traveled, last chance Q camp, our own merch, our own merch line, our own camp uh, to a city near you. Um, we're going to try to get that up and running here by the springtime. So stay tuned for that because we might be coming to a city near you. So tell your kids they want real coaching, real talk. And we will put together education. a staff that's off the charts. Yeah, it's going to be – it ain't going to be line up all you guys on the line and take a three-step fucking drop and while your mom's over there titty-feeding fucking baby six and walking with the fucking stroller who has no clue what's going on, but she's writing a check every day for $5,000 to your slapdick-ass quarterback coach, you're going to get real training here. So 
not just mind and body, but the soul. We will touch your fucking soul, quarterbacks. So, And we're going to coach all positions. We'll have coaches for everybody. And we're going to be able to hire coaches in your city. So we have a big plan of ahead. And uh, we're going to turn this bitch into Amazon Prime around here. So, Dude, I love what you're speaking. You're speaking. I like what you're speaking. I like it. It's time, dude. It's time to impact it the right way. It is the right way. Uh, Hey, we got some females in uh, the in in the uh, in the We got some females in the chat. Lucy's in the chat. Bree Black, Simpson, Andrews. I consider you a female too because some males are considered bitches in my book. So you should shut the fuck up if you're in the chat. What's wrong? Um, By the way, uh, quote of the day, Sean. Let's get with it. It is impossible for a man to learn what he thinks he already knows. I love that. Yeah, I said it this morning. I had to say it again because I, you know, I got a lot of dick riders, Sean. A lot of dick riders. They uh, they get on social media and they think they know every fucking thing. And when you see them, you, you're like, well, hold on a second. You weigh 601 pounds and you work at Walmart, but you're telling me how to take a three-step drop. You're shitting me. But well, these I, I was with really the guy at Walmart over the weekend that only weighed 520. So I don't know why you're bad at the 600-pounder. But they really think that these fuckers know about quarterback play. And I'm just like, dude, I don't go to Walmart and check out Sally Sue with no fucking shoes on and tell her how to order her carrots. But you trying to tell me how the fuck to do my job. Like, it don't make no sense to me. So you're telling the guy... You're not waltzing into wall to the mart. I call it the mart. And you're not going to tell a dude in there how to do inventory is what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. I'm you not are gonna gonna, say, hey, listen, man. Can you give me the fucking Kirkland brand baby wipes? Don't hate Kirkland. Dude. Come on. Dude. Come on. You played the Kirkland brand. Come which, on, is man. A, which is a good, the Kirkland t-shirt will come hey. in handy if you waltz in there once in a while. Hey, Kirkland has a good whiskey. They do. Yeah, they got a good fucking whiskey. Sneaky good brand, old Kirkland. But no, it is. Man. You're not going to tell the guy where to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got Kirkland brand. They got all kind of Kirkland shit, man. I, I, I'm like, fuck this. What is this low brand and low budget shit? But it's actually good shit. It's like George Foreman grills. Right. Cook it up for you. Foreman hey, made a uh, myth off that. Yeah. So you're hilarious, dude. But you got a guy telling you that, that yeah, I think a lot of fans know a lot, but some don't know what they don't know. That's the problem. As some coaches don't know what oh, they don't know. A lot of Maybe. coaches out there. A lot of coaches out there. Um, there's a lot of coaches out there that, you know, you're on, you're on fire to start. You said, don't tell hey, me about you that. Know what call, brand. You know what I call Walmart? Uh, I know that when you get the bottom of your feet, when they, when, you know, the bottom of your feet get dirty, they call them Walmart baby feet. I know that for an adult who comes strolling in there with plumber's butt and some Walmart baby feet. I know that. I call them motherfucker. I call them fucking cyborgs. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because Everyone's sister is their daughter. They've all fucked each other. Dude, it's called making love. Okay. No, it ain't. Try to soften the blow a little bit. You're fucking your own people's family bloodline. They're cyborgs. Dude, I was waltzing up in Walmart by myself some some avocados and stuff this past, and some uh, boys and uh, some blackberries. And you're throwing. You're telling me now that I I might run into a cyborg. I said, can I help you? There's a cyborg up in there. I waltzed in, dude. I went in there originally. Here's my problem. 
I walked into the Mart because I needed to get some I, I, office Office Depot wasn't open. So I got done taking care of some business. I had to walk in, waltz into the Mart, okay? I call it the Mart, just like I call Target Target, right? Most oh, people do. Mart. Yeah, so I waltzed into the Mart just to get was close to the, when I was driving. I said, let me go in there and grab, I had to get some new legal pads, like, you know, some new yellow legal pads. I'm a note taker still, right? All this stuff I get in here note taking, right? All this stuff. So, so I, I, uh, at least, you know, like you, you got, you know what I'm screaming, right? You feel me, dog? Yeah. And so, <laughs> say, dog. You, so I, I got all these notes. So I went in to buy a handful of them so I could store them away. So I have them to reach any time. I buy three by five cards there and all that stuff. So I went in to buy that. Then I got into the book section and I went in and got me. See, I, aside from all these leadership and motivation books, I also read like Lee Child, which is the Jack Reacher series. Uh, Patricia Cornwell, she's a best son. James Patterson, you probably heard Michael Connell. I read all these, so I went in and bought a bunch of these, too, and leave because I'll have all those read by the time we do a show uh, on January, say, 12th. Those will all be read. Hey, I'm, really? I'm a nut job. So I went in there. I spent 400 bucks, dude. Yeah. Where's this look at? Because I ain't got Wilkin. Where's my signed copy? But I, I shouldn't have to pay for one. You, you know, don't have to pay for it, but God damn it. Go get it. Right. I need it. I'm gonna So I dropped I dropped four. I walked out of the mart after I went and I started seeing this and I said I got this and I went in to spend about 40. I came out with another zero on it. I said I thought it was supposed to be cheap at the mart. No. And I didn't get one brand of Kirkland whiskey either. Not one not one ounce of booze. Hey, this is how they fuck you at Cyborg. This is how they fuck you there. You go into these cyborg places that are in the middle of cyborg heaven. There's a town of 900 and there's a Walmart, right? Guess what? They can mark, mark up your diapers from 199 in L.A. in cyborg land. They'll put them motherfuckers at $9 because there's no one else there. There's no competition. So they'll mark that shit up. So I learned the hard way. Walmart's not a equal opportunist. Dude, they, they will, and they're getting you. They become a situation where it's just as expensive as it is anywhere else is what you're telling me, right? Well, they got to pay Russell Wilson. Yeah, well. Because they're fucked. Hey, yeah. we, got, we got a lot to discuss, man. I uh, can't wait to get after some football. Uh, I told everybody we're going to shut the fuck up and start showing some film. Um, but on a serious note, Sean, last night we had an NFL tragedy occur, and, you know, we hate to see it. I've been around this game a long time. You've been around it even longer. We've seen the tragedies happen here and there. And, uh, you know, the best way to describe it, like I just told Jason Whitlock on his show, it was a freak accident and and an unfortunate part of the football game that we have all signed up for to play as young kids. And we can only just keep him in our prayers. Hopefully he makes it through this thing. And it's a a forgotten deal. Uh, We just hope that, you know, we can get over it. I mean, that's all we really can say. I just... I feel bad for a 24-year-old kid that is walking down the street and gets, uh, you know, gets shot in a in a in a in a senseless shooting. It's the same way I feel about this freak accident. This one, though, my friend, it was not avoidable. There's nothing we could have done about it, and it's one of those rare tragedies. And hopefully, he makes it through. And uh, I do believe in miracles, so hopefully, there's a miracle that happens with this youngster. Yeah, I believe in the power of prayer too, JB, and a lot of people doing it, and. You know, I think what's happening, and my, my thoughts and prayers, I was trying to figure out and fathom 
what the mom and the family must be going through while they're in the state. You know what I'm saying? And teammates, if you wanted to see raw emotion, you saw it because we as players spend more time with those, with our teammates than we do our families during the season. And so it is family and you saw it and there was no way we could have played a game last night. There's no way we should have played a game last night. It was the absolute right thing to do. I think we're desensitized because when we see a guy, you know, hurt a knee or blow out an ankle, the first thing we do is say, move the drill and let's keep playing. This was different. This was something we don't see. Ambulance onto the field. I mean, panic sets in, all those things. It was, I couldn't, you know, my, we say prayers, and I sincerely mean prayers and deep thoughts and peace of mind and comfort for the family and the doctors that have his his safety in their hands, that that everything turns out um, and that, that he can be back to, you know what, I always want people to get back to making decisions that they want to make, that they can. he can have his full health and then decide from there what he wants to do. You know, the, the career is something that's not the most important. And DeMar uh, Hamlin and his family, you know, for the prayers that go out to them. And you know what, also, JB, I think what happens is when we see that, we, we're, we're even more shocked because we can't believe it's happening to a young a young person, as you said, right? And we these guys are such amazing athletes now. We watch them do Superman-type stuff every single day that becomes common. They make plays in all these sports, whether it's, you know, dunking over somebody or hitting a 500-foot home run or making throws or catches that we just can't believe. And we also, that part of Superman that we expect him to dress in a phone booth, we say that we're shocked that, I mean, the, the parallels in real life, right? It's right there in your living room. And it was gut-wrenching to watch. I couldn't watch it a second time because the way he collapsed, it was just, and listening to the way that the broadcast teams had to handle it, it was it's unfortunate. So, um, you know, it's hard to go on and talk other sports. I know that's what TV and we have to do. But, you know, obviously our thoughts lead right towards this young man and his family and his teammates and hope he makes a full recovery. But they're so good at what they do in their craft. When something like this happens, we say that's not supposed to happen to a 24-year-old. And it isn't. And it's not fair. And hopefully he'll make a full recovery and uh it was a rough day to do sports on television and rough to watch because of what everybody is going through. And we're all having the same thought that football takes a backseat as does sports when you see this. Yeah. And unfortunately death is part of life and I'm not saying, not saying that's happening yet with this kid. He's great. I hope he makes it through, but I'm just saying there's a lot of tragedy out there that we see every day and that's part of life, unfortunately, but life doesn't stop. My dad died in my arms in 05. I had to, I've had best friends die in my arms. I mean, Life doesn't stop because nobody's paying our bills. Nobody's paying your bills and nobody's doing the things that we wish we could just stop and, and mourn forever. Um, unfortunately, this game's going to continue to be played. And this is a freak accident that we hate to see, but there was no one at fault. There was no cause of it. There is no malice intent. Um, it was just a freak accident. And unfortunately we've seen these before. And those here, those heroes, JB, the, the the first responders of getting out there and great job, the, med- yeah. the, the medical treatment that, yeah. and he's in the best care you could possibly have. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no doubt. That, so in, in in this, you also hold you, you hate. The, I mean, the tragic part of seeing this. You're exactly right, JB. But the other part of it is maybe at 24 years old, the fact that his strength and his his Yes. The fact that he's strong, that I'm hoping, yeah. he's, he's this, that this battle and this interior battle that 
he's going on makes a full recovery. And and I don't really have any other thing to 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 report because I don't know where we're at right now. And that's for the doctors and the good Lord and yeah. the rest of it and the family to know first. They deserve yeah. Yeah. they deserve yeah. to know that and and be yeah. able to tell us when it's time. Yeah, no question. Um, in light of the tragedy, we got to move on to some football. Um, we pray for this kid. Hope he makes it through. Uh, Derek Carr, on the other hand, is the epitome of a bitch-made cat. Now, I want to break this down to you. Uh, he walked out on his team, basically. He didn't want to be demoted. I wish Matt Ryan would just say, fuck you, Colts. You demoted me, too. But you know what? He's an ultimate professional on the sideline with a headphone on, helping out Nick Foles, helping out um, Ellinger. He's helping out guys because he knows it's not a great season. If you play long enough, Sean, you're going to have some shitty rough patches in this in this game. And if it was easy, Sean, we'd all be Super Bowl champs and win the lotto, right? Um, Amen. Unfortunately, it's not. You're going to have some hiccups and bumps in the road. And for Derek Carr, who's a man of faith, supposedly, he walks around. I, I don't understand where he lost his faith at then. Because if I was a man of faith, which I am, I walk by faith, not by sight, too, but I actually do as I say I do. Uh, I'm wondering, why aren't you going to battle for your job? Are, are you just going to bend over and take it in the ass, or are you going to go get your fucking job back? I don't want a quarterback that's going to walk away because you got your job snatched because of poor performance in a bad scenario, bad team. You can blame whatever you want to blame, Derek Carr. You can blame the coaches. You can blame the organization. I don't care. But all I do know, Sean... There's a reason that Gruden was trying to get Tom Brady, and I'm just going to keep it at that. I want to hear your take. As a lifelong Raider fan, I haven't missed many of Carr's throws. I didn't miss many of Kenny Stabler's plays. We couldn't, you know, that I could ever see on TV. Now we got access to damn near all of them, right, with all these TV channels. So I, I a different perspective on the Raiders because, well, I that's been my team. Aside from USC, that that's my football-wise, that's the team I've always rooted for. When I found out, and you know, that Derek Carr walked away, that it wasn't the team that you know they said it was mutual, and they had a conversation. Here's what's the biggest horseshit thing. Well, one of them is when the head coach sits up there and says, "Hey, Derek was great. He said he'd do anything and support us any way he wants." And then then he fucking goes home. This is after he's home. So no, he wasn't doing anything. And listen, you can make the argument. I get the excuses. Well, they screwed him and. You know, it was the I confess he did it. Yeah. You see that now? We've all had it. It's his fault. You're the quarterback, the head coach. It's your fault no matter what. That's the way it works, especially when you make $100 damn million. I couldn't be more disappointed. You went, you talked about a man of faith, but when did it become, you know what? Let me just say this. Fuck player empowerment. I'm tired of it. Okay. I'm all for players getting what they can and being reasonable. If you want to be the general manager, take your fucking uniform off and put a coat and tie on and get your ass to master's degree and, and a doctorate and go be up in the front office and be a capologist. If you want to be a football player, then you know what? Do what we all do when you get beat out. Take your ass to work. I, I, I just don't, I, I don't get, I'm trying to, I understand the disappointment. Hell, I, I get it. But, <laughs> So if the coach, if the coordinator gets demoted and they call it every play card, should he just walk out the building, give you the middle finger and say, I'm getting a paycheck, screw you, I'm taking two weeks off? Hey. I, I couldn't be more disappointed in the fact that Stidham, you know, like you say, put a headset on, be another set of eyes and ears for him. He's there all year helping you, and you're a veteran. And what is the one thing they say about Derek? Oh, 
he's leader, he cares, he loves his teammates, then why are you walking on? Then, then, then now you've basically pissed in my face and told me it's raining. And I don't want to dislike Derek Carr. I really don't. Now, some of the film I watch, he's consistently inconsistent, and he's not winning a Super Bowl no matter where he goes. Just understand that now, folks. After nine years, I know who he is. He's great one minute, and for two games, he's not. Then he's great another fourth quarter. Then he'll then then then, then he may disappear. I, I, I like Derek Carr. He's a good player. Derek Carr is not a franchise changer. So know that. And if I knew this as a head coach that he asked to go home because he was disappointed and he was going to be a distraction by being around and helping a young quarterback get his first fucking start, that's no leader. That tells me that 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 well is semi dry, brother. And I can't. And I want to root for Derek Carr. I do. I, I, I'm sure he's genuinely a good guy. And it, during his interviews, he talks about all the passion. He's a Raider, and he loves Raider football. Why are you walking out on teammates? Distraction, you're disappointed? Suck it up, dude. Fuck player empowerment. And the fact that you let him go and pay him, I, you know, part of the problem is the enablers that we have in front offices. And it, it's like when, when, when Brandon Cooks got, didn't get traded before the deadline and was feelings were hurt, so he was going to miss a week. And he got a full salary. He, he got full pay. And I'm like, listen, I like the players. I'm normally on the player side. Shit, I was one of them. I didn't have the, the, the power to say I'm leaving because they just said, oh, you're leaving? Well, can we help you? And, we're, and stay away when you're gone. I just don't understand how we've got a point. Well, it's the guy's feelings. Fuck the feelings. We all got feelings, and it's not fair. And things happen. Everything ain't fair. But what Stidham's feelings, I'm sure Stidham thought in about week six that he should be starting, right? And, and he still came to work. So I couldn't be more unless there's something we're missing. If the Raiders did send him home, then they're a bunch of punks for not making him earn his money and stay there and help out Judge, uh, uh, Jared Stidham. If Carr walked out like we, we believe he did, then he's a punk for not helping his teammates out and being there for them. And if they came to a mutual agreement, if he's the leader he said he was, he should have fought him and said, no, 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 I'm not, you're not sending me home. I'm a member of this team, and I'm going down, or I'm going to fight with them the last couple of weeks. So, meaning fight for them. I don't know the full reason, but I can tell you this: that conversation wouldn't have been well if I'd have been on one side or the other. Because that, yeah. if that's the way football is, if that's the way it's got to be, then you can. Then Derek Derek Carr won't sniff February if that's the case, and neither will the Raiders if that's their approach. Yeah, and that's my crazy. team, and I love them. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we got a we got a hell of a deal now. I don't we don't know what's going to happen with this uh, Buffalo Bills Cincinnati game. It has huge implications on the AFC East. Uh, that is a minute factor in this, as we're dealing with the kids' health, obviously, and the human life factor is always yeah, compassion and humanity, exactly. But no there's there, there is a league that makes trillions of dollars, a huge conglomerate, as you know. We know this will this game will be played at some point, just like the NFL will continue to go on, not trying to make light of the situation or 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 or, or anything. All I'm saying is they won't be a game this weekend, which is going to have some type of impact on the schedule for the last game in, or in a half or two games. We have a lot of down to the wire games. We have the Packers willing to get in the, uh, on the edge of the playoffs. The Lions. Jacksonville plays for an all-out one-game playoff versus the Titans. New England, um, <clears throat> you know, we're gonna break him. We're gonna break down Mac Jones tomorrow. But today, the Frisco Niners, who are probably playing as good as anybody in the NFC, 
The Raiders gave them all they can handle the other game, other day, though, with Stidham. Well, um, of, weren't you proud of Stidham's guts? Oh, I love his nuts and guts, man. Yeah, he let him hang. I, that's the one I want. I don't want to. I don't want the faith-based fucker who won't step up and take a chin shot. I want this cat talking shit off the sideline after he throws a fucking strike. So that's who I want. That's who I was. That's who you were. So I mean, this is what quarterback play used to be. Now it's kind of gotten soft. As a, uh, you know, these quarterbacks need a fluffer, man, like the porn stars. Can you, imagine, can you can you can you imagine Marino going home when they started Scott Mitchell? <laughs> just trying to shot. I, I just thought about them this morning. I'm like, can you imagine Joe Montana saying, "You know what, Joe? We're on the edge of going to the next level, and we love you to death." Steve Young gives us a better chance right now. He's young. He's athletic. You know, we think we can get you trade value for you. You're a lifelong Hall of Fame San Francisco 49er, but we're gonna trade you to the Chiefs. Oh, fuck this. I ain't playing football no more. I'm out. Yeah, you imagine that happening? There's certain things that don't need to change with time, and that's commitment, character, dedication to your teammates. That's to me, is like telling your family in the worst of times, you're just going to leave them hanging and not be there for them and go get a job if you don't have a job. I just, I, I've never understood this. I, I, I'm going to get off this Derek Carr thing. I know we're talking about the Raiders and playoffs and future and Brock Purdy, the way he played in Stidham, but I tell you this. I'll win with a guy with less talent that that wants to be there no matter what. I just will. I will. Fucking right. You just won without me and fucking Army All-American game. Uh, I, I know. It's a damn good point. With you, it would have been a cakewalk. Without you, we, we struggled, and then we caught fire and put it on him and he down a stretch. But, yeah, man, you're exactly right. What without, how, I don't know how we did it without you, hey. but you, you were there. Hey, I was there in spirit. God, I was there in spirit, man. You just heard me talking shit in your ear. Hey, let me ask you, you got that SC shirt on. We're going to break down some Caleb Williams college playoff things here in a minute. But me and you, we get on a, we got, we got an hour, we got an hour and a half hard out. We're already fucking 35 minutes in. We haven't even shown a piece of film because we just talk shit together all day. We should probably, you should probably move out here and move into my new cigar lounge. Well, uh, you don't have to ask twice. California's my, dude, I'm from the LBC, as you know. Okay. That's what I'm saying, SA. Well, I think, I think, hey, Holmes, I think you might be afraid to roll up. In the LBC. I'm from LBC and Esco. Okay. Escondido. You don't want to, you don't want to roll up in there without me. You might not get out after you go through Starbucks and, and <laughs> how do you drive through Starbucks and a steakhouse? But I'm for the LBC dude. Okay. What you know about that? And you know, I know you this know much. about Artesia, the LBC. Hey, I don't know this much. You couldn't even get to the LBC unless you got through the CPT. Is that how it goes? That's how it fucking goes. But I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to put your white ass on blast. <laughs> hey, uh, here we go. Hey, let's get to some fucking film. I got this Brock Purdy kid. Before we show Brock Purdy, I got I to gotta be honest. I think he's going to fizzle out. I think he's going to be figured out. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I think he's going to end up hitting this playoff with the lights are going to be too bright. I love Why? His- Tell me why. Don't get me wrong. Why. I know you're going to say some people just have that thing. They can come in there and do it. They don't care about the lights. I'm This guy may be that guy, but I'll eat crow at the time that that happens if he does. I think he's going to hit a wall. And as you know, as I know, these NFL D coordinators get paid a lot of money to figure you out. And when you don't have film on certain people, a lot with a lot of talent surrounding you, you're worried about Debo Samuel and Ayuk and Kittles and McCaffrey 
over a rookie Brock Purdy or whatever year he is. He's, uh, he, he's in. He, he was the last guy drafted. Mr. Yep. Irrelevant. You're worried about those guys, Sean, to be fair. And now we got to worry about a third quarterback for the 49ers, which we haven't seen on film yet. Give it a few weeks before we start anointing him the next fucking Steve Young. So all I'm saying is we got him. We got some film on him. I got a bunch of new film. I can't uh, great. A big shout out to my main man who gives us this great film uh, up in Minnesota. Uh, who, who knows you? He used to work with your, your guy up in the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to show some Brock Purdy, Sean. We're just going to let it play, Sean. We're going to break down both angles and go through the go through it. If you want to stop it, let me know, and we'll stop it. And uh, I've upgraded my Walmart uh, Cyborg Internet package, so it's a little <laughs> faster now, so we're not on Boost Mobile. But um, let's get after it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got a good defense. They're playing well right now. It's another team we're going to talk about later. But Brock Purdy, he looks like he has the Niners rolling. And and McCaffrey looks like he is absolutely on fire. And, Let me ask uh, you before you roll this tape. I'm giving you the number one quarterback in the league in the 15th-ranked defense or the 15th-ranked quarterback in the number one defense to win a Super Bowl this year. Who are you taking? Quarterback. Yeah, me too, still. It's crazy. Like, what, what do we know, though, Sean? We don't know I, nothing. Like, let me ask you this, Sean, before we start. And I know we're, we're small. Uh, that's what she said about you. Um, folding eights. Yeah. What'd you say? Let me, Sorry. <laughs> let me ask you this. Mike Tomlin has moved up into my possibly top five coaches of all time list. I love, I, I think Mike Tom is off the hook. He, what he's, he's done this year with no quarterback. I agree. Point, no quarterback I, is unbelievable to me. I could damn near make him the coach of the year. I know Kevin O'Connell and I, I get it. But what, what Kyle Shanahan's done with really, three different guys at three different times, but he's got all that talent. I, I Listen, Brian Dable's done a hell of a job. Like I said, O'Connell's done a hell of a job. I'm with you, dude. I, listen, if Mike Tomlin ever left Pittsburgh, the line would the line would be around a, Wal, a Walmart uh, Friday or a, a Target or a movie opening, a Star Wars, when you're sitting out in a lawn chair waiting. There'd be people wrapped around the building for, for a movie opening to hire that guy. I think he's he's one of my favorite coaches of all time. I'd have loved to play for Mike. I really would have. No, nah, no doubt. Um, God damn. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable what he's done with no quarterback. Uh, he's You know, he's got small-ass hand. Uh, Rittler, Pickett. Or, uh, Pickett. Pickett. You know, he's got baby hands. And this motherfucker's getting it done, man. So Najee Harris, California native, is killing it. Um and uh, the Steelers look like they're on the brink. They can go to the playoffs still. I mean, unbelievable. They, they, and they have no business being – that. that's what you're saying. I, I agree. And Mike's never – I don't think Mike's ever had a losing season. No, that's what, unbelievable. Yeah. Incredible. Um, and that's what that's our, my point I wanted to make. You would still take a number one quarterback over the in the 15th defense. Well, great question because I would do the same thing. Quarterback play at the end of the day is going to get you the – Tom Brady will beat your defense at the end of the day. In, in January, yeah, I understand October, November. When it gets to January, Mahomes, Brady, those guys are different. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, different. fuck around and find out. The 46-year-old gets to host a playoff game in Tampa when it's going to be 70. You got a problem. I'll bet you they're playing in round two. I'll, I'll, bet, you, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you anything they're playing in round two. 
Oh, they're going to beat Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. You know why? Because Dak Prescott, he don't have no – he it, lights are too bright. Brady doesn't just rent space in January and February. He owns it. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's get into some Brock Purdy. I haven't watched this kid yet, Sean, so let's watch him. I know right here, Sean, we got a uh, we got an alert here. I want to just point this out. I know we said we're not going to pause it, but God damn it, we coach, and I got to make sure we coach it up here. We have a odd front. This is one, two, three down linemen, two linebackers. That's a 50 front. We got a Sam backer on this nub tight end, which is a wide out, but they're treating him as a tight end, and we got another guy. It's basically what we call bear front, and this is a bear front versus a tight 11 personnel formation. They're motioning the fullback to the backfield. We have to have an alert here on this guy. We have to know something is out of the ordinary here, and we got to be cognizant of it. And so let's just watch it. Let's play it. I just wanted to be clear here on what we're looking at, but I want to see. Welcome to the NF fucking L here. Yeah, this is early in the ball game, I think, too, isn't it, JB? And they do it late. They do it late, Sean. They did a great job, Tampa does. They rotated him over here. They nubbed him down to the tight end. And they got a one high safety look here, man over here. We know it's man on him. We know that he cannot, this guy right here can possibly come. And if he does, and it's a free release by the back and the tight end, with that protection, there's there's a guy we can't block, correct? Yeah, unless you full slide and keep that's, the that's tight what, end, right, yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. If you slide it, but if you're going to free release, and here's what happens when a young quarterback, you've got to understand protections. And I understand why he missed it. Both yep. release, everybody's hot. Yep. He's unblocked. And you, we call that a hot read. The, the tree guy's got to look right now. And you've got to understand where it's coming from. Great job of dialing up protection there. I mean, of, of, of scheming defensively yes. and protection not getting – watch the tight end in the back. Both release. And- and, Sean, I think we should point out to the novice fans that, that they don't know a lot of things that are going on here. They swapped the tight end and brought the fullback over here. Right. Use check. And when, they, right. when they swapped the tight end from here to here, what they did was they took this outside backer and they brought him down to now what's a defensive end, and now they brought the nickel safety over here, and now they have this guy who's going to bump out and cover the tight end, and he can actually be the one-plus guy we can't block. And watch this. To send McCaffrey, take the 23 and put an arrow to the left. We got him going weak, so he's out of protection. And both Kittle and Juszczyk are free releasing. One of them has to peek. They, they got to peek their head and replace, and Purdy needs to take a three-step, fall-in-away, jump-shot hot read to a quick looky. Or he's going to take a hit. This is a he's got to find somebody looking for the football, but his head goes the other way and he doesn't understand where the protection. Understandable for a young player. Yes. But this is going to get you hurt if you're not careful. See free release. Yeah. He had a shallow crosser and didn't get it to him. And let me rewind a little bit. That's where you want to throw it right now to the one of these crossers. Right. Got to raise up. He, he took too deep a drop on this. Right. I mean, he's right ball right now. If you got to hit him in the head, hit him in the head so you don't take the hit. They got to be understanding. Or they got to look. Time, time, time. Yeah, that's exactly right. Or that's exactly but take I, off. You know, slide. Put the Go ahead. Go. No, I'm listening. You're right. I was waiting on you. Go for it. 
It's hard to put the onus on this young kid as game one. I think this was his first start, right? This um, was, yeah. He won the game the week before, and I believe his first start was, wasn't his first start against Brady. He came off the bench and won the yeah. week before. I think his first start was Brady at home, and they curb stomped the, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But this is a this will wake your ass up like a like yeah. a like pneumonia in your nose. This will get you wake up yeah. woken yeah, anytime up. Anytime you get choke fucked, it'll wake you up. Now, yep. I love drinking whiskey with you. You know that I, I know. Haven't even I, I, drank I, whiskey with you though, because you know you fucked me at the army game. So I'm just I just want to I just want to have fucking uh, whiskey with you. All right, here we go. We got a little. D- we got a little Debo Samuel motion to the backfield here. We got a little 20 personnel with a floater tight end here. Um, here's the floater tight end I'm just I'm talking about. This is two backs, but this is Debo. So this guy right here is a wide receiver, but he's in the backfield. So defensively, you have to treat that as such. So let's watch the young kid. We're just going to watch some film and talk about it. We're going to see two angles here. Um, they got two backs in the backfield, check, which is a fullback, and Kittle. That fullback's no, a fullback, Debo. right? And then Debo. Debo is in the backfield there. So, yeah. And he both he plays running back. You got Juszczyk, who's the normal fullback, 44, and Kittle. So they had a lot of big personnel in the game, no doubt about it. Yep. And he, I see what he's doing. He's trying to hit this guy on the back shoulder in the wheel route. But, yep. you know, that's young football. You're learning these guys as you go. But, you know, I like his swag. He reminds me of Tony Romo. He, he does. He's he got – Quick release. <clears throat> Sets up nice and quick. Ball comes out, good feet, and he throws. The ball comes out pretty quick. You're right. The ball, there's not a lot of wasted motion in his in his throwing ball. I know the guy who trains him and has since high school, since the ninth grade in Arizona, um, JB, and does a good job mechanically with him. Um, like I said, he's a little bit limited physically, but he said, Sean, there's a toughness about him that bad plays don't bother him. He, he told me that before he got his first start. So I was anxious to see how it turned out. And there's two plays in a row that didn't turn out well. And you're playing against Tom Brady. I imagine he's pissing down his leg a little bit, or at least a mere mortal would. Maybe this kid's different, right? Just like you mentioned. Yeah. Hey, take what they give you, right, Sean? Listen, never go broke taking a profit. Never pass up an open short guy to hope that the guy's open deeper, ever. Get it to him now, especially when you're trying to find a little bit of rhythm and and get yourself a little bit of uh, momentum going after two a missed throw and a shot right in the mouth. Hey, never never pass up for short pussy for no pussy. That's exactly right. One in the hand. And he's got one in the hand right there. Get it to him out in front in the flat. Smart play. Okay, so you got you to gotta punt it. Sometimes that's the best play in football. Get him going. Don't pass that up in order to, uh, to make a bigger play. The big play will come no, if you make the common play. No doubt. It helps when you have that guy. Oh, is that he's playing like a friggin' like like a man possessed when it comes to football, hitting that yeah. whole great inside kick out block on a on a by Kittle, who's as good as there is in a league at blocking off the edge and coming down and, and kicking people out. And McCaffrey's running. There's an extra burst in him right now. Can't you know what I'm saying? JB's doing it there all. Is. There is. He can get downhill on you now. Hey, Sean, I got to be honest with you. Um, Gosh, dang, you got around the corner. Hey. Got to be honest about what? Hold on. Let me pause it. Uh, Let me Fuck. Sorry. I'm a fucking idiot with the remote. All right. Um, Can you explain what he's doing on this play? 
because he's faking his own play and flipping this with his fucking off hand. Oh, I'm Very sorry. Good. Yeah, then we got one more. Not right. He's flipping this with his off hand to 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 give the defense a look. Free, freeze it right. Okay, that's the the next one. When you do it, freeze it at the at the ball handling part so we can show it from the end zone view after you show the first one. Yeah. That is hard, coach. Yeah, and it's a it's one of my favorite plays of misdirection in football because your momentum's carrying you like you're gonna give it one way and toss it left and a little jab step, and it's just a misdirection. Boom, but it's, it's a counter, but he's flipping with his left hand on a he's like with his left hand. Right. That would be like well, think about this momentum-wise. It'd be the same as like think about speed option. And you're attacking the left defensive end and the quarterback's, you know, thumb yes. up, thumb yes. to the sky. That's what it is. But yes. momentum's going one way. I love the action of this play. You see it often in the red zone. Gets people working one way, allows the little counter and a little time for guys to pull and get on the edge. And But the pitch has got to be firm. And you're already going away from the pitch with your momentum. At least when you run a speed option, you're downhill towards the pitch guy. But this is really – and getting it out in front, you can't leave it on the back hip. It's a hell of a job by Purdy to get it to Debo. And watch what happens when you get it out in front. Kittle's going to lead. Now watch him turn the corner here, bam, and get downhill right towards the pylon. For I mean, it looked like a score. It was a touchdown. If it's a pitch on his hip, he doesn't turn the – he can't get to the corner. Great yes. job by Purdy on one of my favorite misdirection plays we see in football. No doubt. Here we go. A little play action, a little screen, a little high. He had to get it over the defensive end, so I don't mind it. I mean, sometimes you, every play is not designed for a touchdown. We would like that as a play caller, but it's just not designed. He sees the D in late, and he has to throw it over his head. That's right. So if, you um, had, if you had more time without him closing, you'd try to, like, drift a little more and okie doking but there was somebody driving on it. It's just smart play. Don't, don't get yourself hurt backed up like that. Smart, I mean, sometimes yeah. slow screen doesn't work. No doubt. I like how he fakes it out of play action. I do. I like he's being an actor, right? We always talk about quarterbacks. You got to be an actor. Because eventually we're going to fake this, and he's going to set up and throw it at some point yes. in the game. So you got to yes. McCaffrey open to him, set up quickly. There you go. Give him a little action. No doubt. Don't I, like, I like how sudden he is with his movement. You know what I mean? I do. He I do. Look panicked. I like how urgent – He's twitchy for a quarterback setting up. He doesn't take it for granted. And he's quiet, though, with his feet in the pocket. He's actually quiet with his feet. And you know what? He's also, and I'm a big quiet in the upper body, too. Not all kinds of moving parts. The ball is loaded. I like the way, watch him. You're exactly right. Quiet where you, there's not a loud pitter-patter. I wouldn't Look at that. I like that. Quiet upper body. Boom. Don't like it. Get that thing loaded up. Protect it so somebody doesn't strip it. I'd like him to protect the ball a little bit more. So a chaser doesn't get him. Dive for a first down. Yeah, be, that's be, a, be a playmaker, man. Yeah, that's a fumble waiting to happen. I by the way, that female referee had ass on her. By the way, <laughs> um, here we go. A little empty. Get it out quick. He's got a little quick delivery. Gets it out. Three quarter delivery. Sidearm. Get the ball out because we got six, seven defensive ends in the NFL. We know that we're not blocking him. We I love it too. Out. Hey. Look at this. You get on this, on this little quick smoke. You got to get it out right now. I don't yeah. There's mechanics out the window. Little yeah. bubble or a little bubble. Get it to him now so he can go. A sidearm, pull it out your ass. I don't shoot a jump shot. 
get it to him firm and upfield shoulder so he can get that eye downhill. No doubt. McCaffrey in motion here. We got a little 11 personnel. Fake a little buck sweep action. Old student body right if you're a USC fan. And get the ball to Kittle on a tight end pop screen. Not a bad job. Sold it. Look at him using his feet to create a little bit of space to where he can get a little bit better vision on Kittle. Hey, Sean, so let me – I just watched this play for the first time. I think I'm a pretty good uh, – I think I think they call me a savant. Well, anyway, that's what the girls tell me in the in the bedroom. In the so sheets. We're going we're gonna to motion this guy uh, – we're going to motion him. Um, let me erase this. We're going to motion this guy across, and then we're going to fake a, a buck sweep action here with Debo. We're going to reverse out and ha- and fake the handoff here. And follow. And we're going to throw a tight end pop over the middle. We're going to set, release, set, release, set, release. And that's after watching it one play. Let's see how good I am. I like all the misdirection Shanahan does. There we go. Chip down to the tight end. And great job. And what you have to be aware, great job of him finding a lane to get it to Kittle with urgency. What you have to on that play, JB, too, and when you when your eyes come off the coverage, just freeze it for one second, eyes come off the coverage on that, you always got to be alert for a backside guy who doesn't have anybody to hold him coming over late to disrupt that delayed screen because his eyes are coming back backside. So great job of fitting it in the hole. Those, those, those are precious, precious yards, especially in your first start, that you don't look at a bad play that it could have turned into a disaster that he made smart and then bodied Kittle with the throw. No doubt. Here we go again. I like Purdy, man. After the, he's he's always faking action like he's acting. He's got the ball. It holds defenders, Sean. Let's see if it holds any. I wanna. I'm curious as to just. Hey, They're hey, gonna listen. throw a slant off this. At All some you point. guys are thinking. You. That guy right there. Just just don't. I'm not saying he's gonna fucking sit here and drop back into this area. All it takes, though, in the NFL is to hold this guy a split fucking second because that is all we need for this guy to get action. Right. And look, look at that. that. He held his ass. Yep, and he, he, would, have known, he would not have made that tackle if the guy doesn't grab somebody, you know, the other guy making the tackle. He, McCaffrey would have, was that Debo? Yeah, would have went right through. And why, you know what's coming off that, uh, JB, is coming off this action. He's going to see that, that movement right there. At some point in the four games or the five games, he's going to come off that and rip that thing backside while he's going to ride it and shuffle and pound a slant in backside for a big play. You watch. Well, look at this. Look at this, This is a guy open right here. Yes. And he'll hit his head on a goalpost. Look at that. McCaffrey of all people. Yep. You know it's coming at some point. If it already hasn't, we haven't seen all the film. I've watched their games, but – off that exact action. Shanahan's always got a plan. There's a reason for all the stuff he runs to set. He's setting stuff up. He's always thinking plays ahead with this action and the way he gets things going. It's a great dial-up play caller, especially in a run game. Yeah. And he's old school a little bit with like his dad. I just got to hang out with his dad and, and with Pat out in uh, Scottsdale. Right. And, you know, Mike was a great, great coach and teacher. And uh, I was surprised how little Mike Shanahan is. Oh, yeah, he's tiny. Um, but really, but tiny brilliant, guy. brilliant um, mind, though. Brilliant. No mind. doubt. His son is old school like him. I'm sure he learned a lot of football growing up in that household. 
And he runs a lot. Look at this. This is we're in 21, 22, 12 personnel, 11. They'll run stretch boot off it. They'll run stretch. This is Kubiak. Oh. This is Kubiak too. Remember, Kubiak was with Mike when, yes. he, back, when he backed up Elway. Yeah. And then Kube, when he went to, to Houston, guess who was on his staff in Houston? Kyle was. Yeah. So they've been together. And Kubiak used to do a lot of 21 personnel, two tights and a flanker with fullback in the backfield under center. A lot running stretch with Matt Schaub. Little even with Schaub, they'd run stretch and then they'd naked boot off it, right? And run just simple old school student by toss sweep right there. Yeah, we, old we'd school. run twenty. That's that's USC right there. That's yeah. that's what we did. And McCaffrey's right now running. So people don't realize twenty three about two hundred and five pounds. Yeah, he's bringing a load now. That's no hundred and eighty pound back. He's yeah. going to dole it out too now. You better bring something to tackle his ass. No doubt, he's playing well right now and. Shit, man, it's 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 hard to find a fucking white running back to do good. And that dude is as right now is as verse. I mean, is as good as we got. Yeah, there you go. Off, off platform throw. Get it out now. It's one of my favorite. That's Oklahoma State special. That's Mike Gundy loves that. If you play with Gundy, and even though he didn't go there, he went to Iowa State. But my I've trained quarterback Mike Gundy wants to see. You better be able to do this. You better catch laces or no laces in the gun. Get it out. I mean, you're basically holding – you don't even know if you got a grip on the damn thing. Hey, you now, see the ball wobbled? It don't matter. Just get it accurate. We don't care. We know we're not getting laces. Throw it out there. That's exactly right. And look at the – look because the accurate throw and the timing of it, where it ends up getting them. Now we're in tough yards to come by. Those are hard yards. Accurate throws. Give me accuracy over any of that. I don't care if you can throw it through a car wash without getting it wet. Make sure you can damn well hit the car wash. Okay? And Purdy's doing that. I don't think he's lost a game yet since he's been in the lineup. No. JB. No. Look at this. 21 personnel tight formationally. These guys are in a big boss formation. Toss. And uh, and they will and throw. They'll come back off play action, throw backside corner route off. And they'll run the tight end on a little option and run the back to the flat or run the tight end to the flat. You called it your pout route, right, JB? Yeah, close down. Yeah. Or Here not the pout, but the uh, waggle boot naked right on. Yeah, not the pout, but what do you call the? Uh, what did you call the, the double out? Would you get? Yeah, the doubt exactly, where they'd run double out with the with the tight end and the flanker or the eighty one, and they'll do a little bit of everything. There you go, open side boot. Ah, uh, you want to get that to the sideline, right? You want to get that ball more to the sideline, give him a chance. He can body him up. He's a big tight end. Let's body that guy up like we're playing basketball. Yeah, it's our ball or nobody's ball, and he gave the guy – he threw it on the wrong shoulder, but fortunately got a penalty call, reloaded downs, and now they're going to do what they do. They're either going to hand it off a player two in a row or they're going to get him on the edge and go score. And I'm looking at the booth. I'm, if I'm a booth guy, Sean, I'm looking at this guy. Let's let's boot this out next play. That's let's right. boot this out. They got no anchor of the defense. There's no BCCR. Boot count, cutter back, reverse guy, right? Yep. Let's see if they pull it off right here. Boom, inside, little little flash fake, and he's going to buy time and sprint in the end zone. I remember seeing that play on TV. This was the first thing that got him going. He was, you know, having his ups and downs, missed a few throws, trying to get into his rhythm. Brady's on the other sideline. Bam. Makes a guy miss, awareness, put your foot in the ground, go score. And that kick-started him. And then they went in and hung about, what, 40 or 30-something on him? Yeah. On him. yeah. yeah. No, he's got some swag to him, Sean. We, uh, we got to get moving. We got, we, got, uh, we, got some, we got some great film here today. 
Uh, we're going to get into the third and long segment. We're going to talk about some uh, Trevor Lawrence, Sean. I don't know what your thought process is on Trevor Lawrence. I want to be clear on something here. Um, Urban Meyer is probably a top five. I put him in my top three college football coaches of all fucking time. And I think we take that lightly. Um, I don't know if people understand how good of a coach Urban Meyer is. And I don't, I wouldn't put it past him winning in, in the NFL. But at this stage, when he came in, Pete Carroll has struggled early. Um, Jimmy Johnson struggled early. Uh, there's been some Nick Saban retired during the season. He said, fuck this, I'm out. Mike Wanstead. There's been great coaches that have coached in college that struggle in the NFL. There's been great NFL coaches who struggle in college. Yeah, Dave Wanstead, yeah. Wanstead, I mean, Dave Wanstead. Yeah. Norv Turner. It was not college, but Norv is a yeah, as a an assistant to head coach. You're talking college to pros. I got you. There's a there's a galaxy of difference, right? Uh Jimmy Johnson said it best. There's a galaxy of difference. And you know. Lawrence struggled last year. The team struggled in totality. And he got an NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback or coach who played the position. And it just feels like it's a great fit. And 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 Trevor Lawrence looks like he's the first round draft pick and the first pick overall. And he looks like he's going to do some great things. And now they're playing for a conference title. Um, Division championship for the South. Yep. And so... You know, I just think it's going to be a hell of a ball game. And, Sean, it's hard for me to go against Mike Vrabel when his back's against the wall. I kind of like that guy in a bar fight, and a street fight. I would take Vrabel. Um, but at the same time, man, I like this Jacksonville team with Trevor Lawrence and how they're headed. And I like Doug Peterson's experience on winning winning big games. I'm going to go with Jacksonville, and this is why. Trevor Lawrence is playing well, and we're going to break him down. Yeah, and I'm also, you know, Tannehill's not playing. They're going with Josh Dobbs in Tennessee over over uh, Malik Willis. Will, as they should. Willis. Will, Will, Willis, Willis is way in over his head right now throwing the football, so they had to go with Dobbs, and they're making the right decision. And Willis has got a good arm and talent, but he's a ways away from being ready. So advantage Jacksonville in the way they're playing. Command is what I noticed. And listen, Urban Meyer's great college head coach. For whatever reason, the building got toxic in the NFL and there was, you know, the power hungry, whatever it was. But as a college coach, he was phenomenal. It just didn't work out in Jacksonville and they made a change quickly. Doug Peterson brings in understanding of quarterbacks. He did a great job with some Andy Reid trees. So he's got a lot of Andy Reid's approach in him. And the relationship feels comfortable. And Lawrence has made quantum leaps this year, JB. He has. Watch how the urgency and watch with the balls coming out with timing. There's no hold it, hold it like you can throw into 10-yard windows at Clemson. These windows open and close quickly. You better be able to throw to a coffee can-sized window. They're running the football well. They're multiple. Doug Peterson's done a great job. And I think this kid's going to be a star in the league. I do. I yeah. like him. We know you got all the physical attributes, but the command part of it looks different to me. And yeah. and he, he looks like he's 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 going to turn into why he drafted him with the first pick. I simply call guys like this JB. He's a franchise changer. From first round, from the first pick of the draft last year, two years in a row they've had the first pick of the draft. To now they're battling to win the division, and they should beat Tennessee because the quarterback's better. 
Look at that ball. Look, yeah, that's a that's a look at that drop shot with no wasted motion. He knew the safety couldn't get there from the far hash. Watch this. Come out of play. Get your head around. Look how urgent. Look how quickly he puts his foot in the ground and snaps that head, JB. And then the perfect drop shot coming out, backed up. No. Watch his head. This is the thing. And watch how urgent he is with his feet coming out of the fake. Get around and locate. Locate. Bam. Right now. Good job. Throws about a 1.8 ball. Excellent job. And they're getting him some players, too, which is a yeah. good thing. Helps. It helps to have players, right? Damn right. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do, but talent usually beats a lot of stuff, JB. Like you said, players win, coaches can lose you games. No doubt. X's and O's. Jimmy's and Joe's over X's and O's. Yep. Don't you don't you feel like he's in more command right now, JB? Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, Urban wanted to finger booty holes. Peterson wants to win games. You know what I mean, I mean, that's what it is. Urban, you know, it is what it is. We, we got this perception is reality. Did you say finger or fanger? Eh, fanger. You know, you want to fanger. <laughs> Look at that. Eh, I missed him. He might have had the wheel route here for six. Oh, if he had a little hole shot, right? Well, you could have held the way that the leverage of the safety there, see him with his, yeah, with his back to the sideline. You throw a drop shot. That, that's a simple drop shot. He can't come out of that and go get the ball. We, we want to look him off, right, Sean? We want to look him off for a, for, a, for a hot second so we can dart this in here. Yep, and let him go score. Get that two-hole shot. Yeah, he's about to take a hit. He stood in there, but he can make that throw now and still get it in. Yeah. yeah. yeah wrong decision and missed the throw. But uh, you see it at some point in time. If you can get back to it, you do it. Got his head around. Knew he was going to take it. He was going for the simple completion. The truth is the throw outside might have been easier, JB. Hey, TJ, one of my former players in the chat. Uh, we're watching Detroit next on offense. Jared Goff next on offense. We're only breaking down uh, playoff possible quarterbacks tonight. Jared Goff is next. Here we go. A little underneath, a little boot counter. I'll cut back. Reverse guys. Uh, I love that white. Uh, kid for uh, Detroit, the linebacker, the long-haired kid. Oh, yeah, boy, is he, does he fly around. He plays well. He plays well. I like to see that. Uh, I, that fucking hair, though. There's the sunshine hairdos now with Trevor Lawrence, him, are all these play, guys. Are those played out yet? Yeah, I mean, goddamn, look like a fucking mullet in distress. That looked like me in 87 when I was – when I looked like I belonged in the hockey winter classic on their ass, dude. When your ass was in fucking uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High or some yeah, shit. Right. Sean Spicoli, bitches. There you go. Nice. See how quick that ball comes out? With this screen games become so important, the quick screen somehow, some way, right? We don't run as much slow screen as we used to. But here's another one. Little bubble out of the bunch. Unique play, right? Hit the inside, got a little bubble out of bunch. You got two built-in blockers. Get to them right now. There you go. Get up the field, important. If you can't get the ball, go block somebody who can. What do you think about Lawrence, JB? Scale of one to ten, franchise changer or not? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm. I, I think right now I'd, I'd give him a little seven and a half, eight. I think he has an opportunity to be great. Um, he's he's starting to take care of the football. He's understanding the concept. He's understanding what people are doing. He's got a good NFL head coach as a quarterback guy and as a play caller. So yeah, I was gonna say play caller and calming effect. He he just kind of understands how to play, how how to deal with Lawrence after a, every series. I see the way he communicates, and it's pretty, it's 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 the right communication for a second year player. 
That's a great understanding Ooh. right there, Sean. I, I wish I could break this play down in totality. This is a great... First of all, Sean, let's understand cadence is a... Can you explain what cadence does and how it gives you an advantage in the NFL as a play caller and as a quarterback ball snapper? Oh, well, first it's, it's first off, just think of the, for folks at home, just think of the, the elementary school way of it. You're blocking the best guys in the world and, and you're in your stance. And when they, when they know and you get into rhythm, they study. I, when I was in Minnesota, John Tierlink, our great defensive line coach, God, God rest his soul. We'd walk by the room. They were studying quarterback. They'd have the 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 audible, the 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 noise of the quarterback cadence. They'd study cadence. We'd jump off sides about four or five times a game and go get you sack, about six, seven sacks and led the team in, in scoring touchdowns that year. So Denny let it go because we jump off sides. But what it does is you start getting into a rhythm and guys getting to have 180, 180 hot, and they keep going the same thing. First off, listen, you're 320, and that guy you're trying to block is 240, and he beats you to the point. The simple thing is there's no off balance or anything. The only guy that's off balance is the white knuckle uh, or the, the the tackle or the guards that can't get out of their stance to block these guys in their time. And the other part of it is if you use your cadence properly, it gives you a great opportunity to see what the coverage is going to do. Depending on how long the cadence is, if you're using double cadence, you have to use it to your advantage. Now, stupidity is going on a hard count on the one-yard line going in. Because you're putting your, your guys want to get up there. They want to fire off and go play football. Five yards there kills us. Stupidity on the other end is coming out at your own half-yard line and not using hard count to steal five yards because they can't move me back any farther. The cadence isn't just, hey, break the huddle, clap, set hot, and go on the same time. Because your offensive linemen, no matter how good, have the, the, the disadvantage is so blatant. These athletes are too good. Give them an extra split second. They're going to destroy your quarterback. And if you're a quarterback, if you just want to, you want to level the playing field, you got to use cadence to your advantage. The smart ones do. And I would like to steal about 15 yards a game on the cadence if I could for penalties somehow during a game against an aggressive team. And I'll use the cadence against their aggressiveness every time, JB. Let me ask, this is another point of the cadence I want to break up, bring up to these guys. Are we watching the motion man? The motion and where the ball is snapped is a critical element. Steve Mack, uh, he's in the chat here. Uh, he wants to know about Daniel Jones. Uh, I thought I had Daniel Jones film. I won't have it till tomorrow, Steve Mack, so I fucked up the thumbnail. We will have Daniel Jones tomorrow, and we thought it was too much film for one night. So we're going to do Daniel Jones. Uh, you know me. I've already predicted Daniel Jones having his greatest year and the Giants going to the playoffs, so what do I know? We're going to break down Daniel Jones this week, though. Uh, this motion man, number 13, if we, if we're fucked up with the cadence and when we snap the ball, Sean, it doesn't affect the defense the same as it does. If we're motioning this back right now, snap it now, right? So it snapped. And now guess what? Look at this guy's momentum. He's trying to get to that motion man because he knows it's a fast snap. So we're getting there now. And guess what it does? It opens up that JB. It's such a great point. To use number one is a cadence also in motion help you decide if it's man or zone a lot of times especially you young players if the guy stays you're usually getting zone in high school if the guy goes you usually get man but you're exactly right the cadence to because and especially you cross the formation or go halfway and come back we're trying to create just a little bit of space right jb to get the guy hauling ass so you can if it's to the flat if the guy's in a trail or this one you're exactly right we're trying to get a different look in there and look what the cadence does 
to clear out for him to have a clear throw. Gotta catch the ball's got to be caught. Catch the fucking ball. That's well. That guy's. He. I think he leads the league in drops. He's dropped. Is that is that Zay Jones? Is that who that is? Am I crazy to think that that's who that is? He's dropped. Maybe. He's Maybe. dropped I'll, ball I'll, after ball I'll, after I'll ball this year. Up. Yeah, I'll gotta catch it. Put put fucking glue on your hands like fucking what's his name in that goddamn movie? Um, Mac Jones will be broken down tomorrow as well. Andrew Sullivan, Mac Jones tomorrow. Hopefully, Daniel Jones tomorrow. We got a bunch of new film. We're also gonna break down Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady because we got new film on them as they get into the playoffs. And we're going to watch golf here next. And we're going to watch golf. And we're going to decide if we think he can beat um, Aaron Rodgers in a one-game playoff next week. And he's playing really good football this year, man. Really is, JB. Golf is. Great job, uh, Sean. He understands the blitzer, and he waits on the blitzer. We want Now, the only problem I have here is, Sean, I want to – Bring you to me. I want to be an actor. I want to retreat here if I'm Trevor Lawrence. I want to backpedal more because I want to retreat. So Faith. this keeps faking and coming out. Retreat, retreat, retreat. Get more guys to come up here. And then we dump the ball over like he does. And here's and I believe if he would have just threw, waited two more seconds, Sean, Faith. people don't if you wait two more seconds, Sean, guess what? This guy gets sucked in. Right. And this guy is who makes the tackle. What? And one more thing about that, JB, and you young quarterbacks, when you set in a slow screen, you don't take the ball and just start drifting and keep drifting and keep drifting. Set, bam, now drift. If you now keep drifting, right. After you're set. Right. After you're set so it sells past. Right. You go one, two, three to get the linebackers in his drop to get him going. That you're looking down the field and you go in the gun. It's one, two, three, one, two, three, set. Now you retreat or drift towards the screen thrower, however you got to get it to him. You don't just take the snap and keep drifting and drifting because eventually, you know, what that guy, he's going to peel and they're going to peel back on it and they're going to drive on the screen. 55 is you want 55 to think dig, curl. I got to get to my hook to curl zone drop. And you don't want to. You don't want to just one, two, three, four, five, drift, drift, drift. It's one, two, three, set, and then drift, and then retreat to create space. Plus, it makes the throw easier when there's more space, like a two-on-one fast break in basketball. Create spacing so one guy can't cover two. Let me ask. Let me. Let me ask you this, Sean. The ball being displaced from his frame right here. I do not like it. And me this either. is two why, hands. This is why me and you are different. I, I, I treat different things because if this guy right here is Ray Lewis, 55, if he's Ray Lewis, I talked to Ray Lewis personally. Um, you know what he used to look for? That. Separation. If I have the ball in my chest, I don't know if it's draw, pass, run, what it is. Now this shows me I'm a screen thrower. And 55 is not being influenced by anything. The only thing that can influence 55 here, Sean, is if this guy retreats now, resets his ball at his frame, retreats his feet, and guess what? 55 will now attack the line of scrimmage. Now we throw the ball to number one on the back, and now 55 is not chasing. I am a stickler when I teach this about those mechanics. I want two hands. There's, first of all, there's no reason for his hand to come off the ball yet. 
load the thing up and keep it there. Keep it quiet. I just, you never know. He doesn't know if the back, I mean, you can try to get a feel, but that backside end, the second you drop that ball or hold it and take a hand off, they'll, uh, they're taught to strip and then tackle. And, and you're right. And it's even just the simple thing of giving away the screen. The, you know when I want my hand off that ball, JB, is when the ball's out right now when I've created. I, I can't, I, I don't like, it gets a little bit loosey up here for me, a little loose. I would like that ball drop down in the breastplate area, relaxed, and then boom, just a little quick flick over the top after you, when you start to retreat. This says screen or ball out now to me anyway. I think this is an easier read. It's another level of mechanics Trevor Lawrence will need to make. Do not take ball handling or mechanics in the pocket for granted. Games have been lost by strip sack fumbles or plays that looked like they should have been a home run that end up letting 55 beat the guy. Now, it ends up being a big play. 55 took a bad angle, but who beats the lineman to the screen? A little more gives the lineman a chance to get on the edge. Set no, retreat. No question. Let's watch him a couple more. We'll go to Jared Goff next. Um, and, and, and Jared will be our last quarterback of the night. I got I got Lawrence having a hell of a game against Tennessee, and I love Rabel's toughness too. Wait, wait, go back. Who's the who's receiver? Did it, was this ball catchable? Oh, the guy on his knees. The guy praying like Derek Carr. Yeah, watch this now. Did this ball hit him in a bad spot, the hands? Let's see what happens on this one. If this is if oh he tried to one hand and it'd be pretty. Just just finish, dude. Just finish. You gotta finish for God. me. I would have choked fucked him. That ball should have been caught. That's two drops on two consecutive drives. One in the red zone. Cannot lay that ball on the ground like that. You can't, or it's hard for me to keep you in the lineup consistently. Fuck, he's goddamn. Great ball under the stress, throw. taking the shot. No this lower body here. He's getting wrapped up. We know how hard of a throw this is because you've got to compensate for the lack of lower body strength and make that ball aim for a little more out of bounds with a little higher arc on it because you're losing strength, right? Yeah, and trying to fire that hip when you can't get a lot of legs into it, that backside, that right side is tough. This is a – this is you know how, JB, we think – freeze it. We think this throw is is easy. We're on a hey, far half. Mina Kimes has done this a million times and can talk about it, but guess what? Nobody has except for if you've played the position. And now, that's yes. why I love taking your you, – you've played at the highest position, the highest level. Explain – I have I have some tape, too, of these type of throws, by the way. Explain in the NFL, what the fuck when, – when you got a guy draped on your upper torso – your lower body yet can't step into this football. It is all upper torso strength and and anticipate anticipatory throws, right? Yeah, anticipate right. And if the hips don't fly open, guess what happens on a throw like this to your hard going the hard way to a ball that you're on the right hash. And I know that the hashes are closer together in the NFL, but this is about a 20 yard throw where he ends up catching it. At least this is yes. and the guy running away from you. You can't set your feet and drive off your lower half on the right side and fire it, and then get that left front foot down. A picture of Mike Trout or a hitter. What do they do when they pick their foot up? They want to get it down as quick as possible. Just like a golfer will tell you when they're around the green, they want to get the ball up and down rolling on the, on the green. Pat will tell you this as quickly as possible. So when you can't fire the right side on this throw as a right-handed quarterback, 
look how far the ball has to travel. He's the opposite hash, Sean. That's my point. And then with an accurate, if he misses this inside, he's got to go make a tackle for a touchdown. This is just a, to get a bam, ball. The second he finally can get around to make the throw accurately, throw it away from the underneath coverage guy. So not only does this guy catch it, can turn and go get me at least another yard. Yeah. That is, that's a, that's a much easier, the easy way into the boundary. That's a long, that's a 20 plus yard throw to get to the guy in the flat and make it accurate. Phenomenal. No Love doubt. the guy. Love him. No doubt. Big things. He'll have a big game this weekend. Jacksonville wins this division. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I agree with you on that. Let me ask you this while I get on the Jared Golf film up. Let me ask you this, because uh, I do everything. I do all things here, short, fat, skinny, and tall. Um, let me ask you something. Um, let me get this Jared Goff up. Okay, we got Jared Goff ready to go. Uh, Jalen Hurts, we broke him down. We had him as an MVP uh, front runner. Let me ask you, uh, he's been out. Does it show that the team really misses him? Or are they missing some other elements with Minshew in there? Or are they trying to do the same things Jalen Hurts did? Because all I see that they're missing is Jalen Hurts' feet and the improvisation of what he does in the pocket with his feet. I'm with you, JB. And, and Hertz is going to finish. If he doesn't finish first, he's probably going to finish second. Burrow's in this hunt now, as we, there is no doubt about it. It's going to be, here's the four guys that are going to finish. Geno's had a hell of a year. Cousins has had a good year. But the four guys, listen, we go non, non-quarterbacks, damn, uh, of other position players. Jo- Josh Jacobs has been the best player on the Raiders along with Devontae Adams all year. Josh Jacobs... Bosa even said he's best running back he's played against ever. Um, but it's going to be Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, and, and Josh Allen. Those those are probably your top four, I would imagine. And Hurts has had a great year, but I'm with you. Minshew is actually a really accurate, probably a better pure thrower than than Hurts on just the, the – the, when, when you're judging a guy in shorts and a T-shirt, right? But the element they're missing is a guy who has run the inside zone read and RPO – Better than anybody in the league this year. He really has. He's been, he's helped them expand their offense and has been accurate throwing the ball, which has put defenses in a bind. Right now, defenses are squeezing them more because they know Minshew can't get to the edge, right, on the inside zone. So I think that's the biggest element. And now after these weeks off, if he comes back fresh, ready to go when the playoffs start, now you're going to have to go back to study and tape from a month ago saying, okay, here's the guy. And then what happens is because they can run the ball inside. What, Sanders is a pro bowler, right, JB, I think, this year? They can hit you on the edge. And he's so good at, at riding that inside zone and making the read. That's the biggest element they're missing is why the offense hasn't, hasn't been as in sync as we've seen it. Because other than and, – and having Lane Johnson, dude, the right tackle, doesn't give up sacks, that's a monster. Keep an eye on that moving forward. you you got to keep an eye on that because – that dude does not give up sacks, and he allows you to secure that edge, too, on the right side. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, is Jalen Hurts' injury being somewhat hidden? Is it worse than we think? That's a hell of a question, JB, and I'm concerned. Here's what I'm concerned about. He's missed, what, two two starts in a row, right? This yeah. Is, this will be number three, correct? Yeah. And then they're going to get a first-round bye more than likely, correct? 
So yep. now that's a month. How long's training camp now? Three weeks? Yeah. So you're talking about a full training camp of non-competitive football. I'm not saying he's not going to be ready and go play like a monster freshly. He may be so fresh, it's awesome. This may be good for him to get fresh leg and and and, and a fresh legs and a perspective. Now, I think missing these games is going to cost him the MVP because Mahomes has played in all of them. And Burroughs, I mean, I think that's what's going to cost him the MVP. Um, and, and hell, those other guys have been pretty good anyway. But for Jalen, who's been great, this it concerns me because he they're, they've been running such good rhythm this year. You know what I mean, JB? Everything's been going. Now you got to re – you can't do that on the practice field. You and I both know. I try to simulate as much as I can to my quarterbacks and offenses, but you just – it's not the same as – and then remember, the intensity of playoff football is going to a different level, right? So the question is, who will we see when he gets back? That's a long time out of competitive football. And under in single elimination football, guess what you don't get the luxury of doing? Coming back the next week. That's a problem. I agree with you. I don't know. I he's I hear he's coming back this week. Okay. Well, if he's if he's playing this week fully and hundred percent healthy, that'll be great. And I heard the same thing. I was just saying if there was something that they decided, nope, we're not going with him. Then you're talking about if they win and, and they, you know, they got the first round by now you're talking, you're, you're dealing with a full month of not playing competitive football. If he's going this week, that'll be a good thing for Philly and for him. No doubt. Um, let's get into some uh, Jared Goff. Uh, I've really, I've really been impressed with his game this year. I think he, I think he's played good football, JB. I do. Jared, know, I, I yeah. Mean, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I'm ready to run him out of town now. Would you draft a quarterback in the first round? Are you sticking with him? Where at? Jared Goff in Detroit. Yeah, that's – I want to bring that up. Um, I'm going to stick with him at this point, man, because of what the buy-in looks like with with the head coach and the fact that I think you got to make a move on defense as a coordinator. I think you got to get rid of Sean Glenn. Uh, Aaron Glenn? Aaron Glenn. Um I'm I'm just I think, I, I, I like golf. I think golf's playing better football, don't you? And no, I like the no, way no, they're calling no, no. plays. I really do. But I would focus on getting the DC that knows the fucking box, not just the DB guy. I love Aaron Glenn. And I love what he did as a player, and I love what he did on Hard Knocks, and I love his rapport with the players. I don't think DB coaches are suited to be coordinators. Um, now I know Nick Saban's a DB guy. I know Belichick's a DB guy, but. They weren't backpedal, turn and run guys. Let's just make sure we're clear. They learn the game. They understand the game in totality, and they coach a position. Aaron Glenn being the coordinator, watching them, Sean, he is not fitting the box correctly based on his for, his coverage. You can't be in too high and stay in too high and bring the fucking Sam to the field and not rotate the safety down in the fucking alley. And right. we're seeing run fit errors at an all-time rate, and I have never seen one guy on fucking major platform talk about it. But guess what? What yeah, do well, I? That's no, what's costing them the games because they score on anybody. JB. Whiskey, will you? Fuck. What? <laughs> that's what they, JB. That's what the, you know, they're scoring with anybody. You're right. The problem they is they forty a game. They could score. They lose 41-40. Their USC is who they are, brother. Yeah, they're fucking, uh, you know, they're, I don't know if Caleb, 
I don't know if he's Caleb. Caleb Williams is, a, you know, is the second coming of Kyler Murray. You heard it here first, but I don't want to disrespect USC and your alma mater. So, so are, we, are we moving that USC thing to tomorrow or tonight? Tomorrow. We'll talk about SC blowing that lead to my good friend, Willie Fritz. Great, great fucking man. Mentor. What my, a coach, man. What a he's one of my mentors. Coach. He is a, I think he has over 220 NCAA wins. Nobody talks about him. Oh, and I talked about him. I talked about him all day today, damn near. Well, I, I, I texted him today. Him. I talked to him today, and I'm just telling you right now, his OC is a guy named Jim Spavoda. Great man. He, uh, I use one of his past concepts called search. I've known Jim a long time. He was a head coach at Central Missouri State defensive D2 school here in, in, out in Missouri for a long time. He's been all over. He was actually the quarterback coach at UCLA under Carl Durrell when – Kevin Olson was the quarterback and had the highest passing efficiency in the country. Or Drew Olson, sorry. Drew Olson. I'm good with last name, Sean. I don't give a fuck about your first name, and I love when you correct them. You correct me on the first I'm just, name. I'm just making sure. I just call, you call them whatever you want. I got you, bro. Well, no, no, no. I love when you do that, but I'm just going to let you know. If I don't know your first name, it's because you're not fucking important to me. Well, you call me Dave all the time. What the fuck, man? Well, I mean, that's what I call my, uh, you know, my eight-inch uh, round uh, head. Oh, what <laughs> happened right. to you? Right. Uh, let's get into some uh, – let me see here. Here we go. Let's get into some Jared Goff. I think he's – let me break down Jared Goff before we start here in the last segment of the show. Uh, Sean, Jared Goff's got a big-time top three or four arm in the NFL – he has a release that's elongated, but it's a whip now. He's got a fucking big whip. He's he all long, and he can see over guys, and he gets the ball out, and he's got some weapons around him. But he's got a big-time arm and a big-time upside. Dude, he can, he can spin that football now. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. He can spin that football. Let's see. Here we go. Jared Goff time. Here we go. A little quad, Sean. Look like fucking Juco. Look at you. Did that look like a fucking Army All-American game? Damn right. Give me one. Yep, and then we'll just throw this, we'll just throw this sit-down stick hitch route to the boundary. Stick it in there, Jared, on the far shoulder. Throw away from leverage. That's my point, Sean. Great minds think alike. Um, just throw that bitch out here, right? Yes, on his on his on his outside eye, turn him away from leverage. And receivers, just so you know, and young quarterbacks, if I'm your receiver and you throw me to the right shoulder, you're telling me you want me to turn inside. Make it easy for me to turn away from the, the, the most dangerous guy. Inside leverage is the worst, is, is the most dangerous guy. Hit this guy, put your foot in the ground, pound the outside number, and force him to turn away from the underneath coverage and then go take on the corner. So let's see where golf places. Sean, let, me get, let me get this. Let me get this point clear. Do these fucking prima donnas understand if there's four freakish NFL D linemen ch- coming after my quarterback and maybe one of you fucks can turn your goddamn head around? Yeah, what are they looking at in a quick game? I, I yeah. have no fucking idea, but goddamn, just take a sh- I used to drill my wideouts in the back of the fucking head. Just because, hey, motherfucker, I got fucking Warren Sapp bearing down on me. You're running a fucking route versus a corner. But those, and those are, look at the two inside routes. I imagine we're going to get an outside release fade. There you go. The inside, see the mandatory outside release. Go back real quick, JB. Now he flips his hips and goes the other way. 
freeze. Now, you, now the guy down here gets his head around. He understands the urgency of the route. He, he understands, but you're exactly right, man. There's got to be a sense of head comes, the rest of the body comes. It's not the body and the head like a Ferris wheel starts to come around or a, you know, a merry-go-round. Get your damn head around. Or you're going to get hit in the face. Now, looks like Goff wants to come down here, but the inside leverage backer, does it scare him off? Does he flip his hips? I haven't seen this. First time I've seen this play. Go yeah, ahead. He does. Pumps. Comes back. I want to Dang- watch the end zone. I want to see if this guy gets under that ball. Right. Dangerous on the quick game to to go one side all the way back to the other, but he pulled it off. You're talking about if two gets underneath. Can't tell. Can't tell. Oh, no, he's he, going to he his left. Screaming, yep. He is screaming. He is running hard. So not maybe not a bad decision. And then he makes a good, accurate throw. I'll tell you what, if you're going to make that decision, it'd be a full field. You're going to cross formation in a quick game. You, you, you better better make it accurate. So good job by him. No doubt. Because if he throws that in a pick, it's a pick six the other way. Yeah. But you're right about their head. A sense of friggin' urgency, please, in a quick game. God damn. Man. I'd fucking choke fuck one of them wideouts. Goodness gracious. Like a whore whore in church. You think they go to church? Like you buttering down a fat hole. (laughs) You've lost your damn mind. But then again, that's okay. Because that's why part of the reason I love you. Nice job of him on the screen. This is excellent work. Hey, hey, show. I like the the schematics. And a little little drift at the end there, too. Very nicely done. A little tight end on it, too, right? Watch watch this. After the chip, after the motion and the swap and the trade. Yep. Now let's see how how golf does he set and then quick drift. Let's see. Boom, set. Now he drifts right into it because it was a quick. That wasn't a slow screen. That's a quick turnaround screen. We we consider it slow, but that's not going to be like the back coming out and circling around on the slow screen. Plus, we want to get the ball. That's exactly right. Sean, let me break down coverage real quick. I want to break down coverage to the to the to the to the novice fan real quick. God, look how deep yeah. the free safety is, JB. Why the fuck zone. are you in the end zone, son? I, I have no idea. That there's a goddamn lot of green here. Why are you in the end zone, number one? Key indicator to my quarterback, Sean, breaking down coverage, though. This is why I want to understand want the novice fan to understand something. This guy right here is a man player. He is what you call a man coverage. He's a DB by body type compared to this guy. This guy's a linebacker, right? Absolutely. So we know, Sean, based on coverage, and we don't have a sa- we don't have another guy here. There's no safety. He ain't he, getting there he, from there. I can sure as shit tell you that. Sean, can he play the flat? No. Can he play the third? No. So we know that he is in man. So guess what? If I know I got double slant on and I got two man beater slants on, I'm throwing to the outside slant, Sean. And this is a critical error, in my opinion, by Goff. And it's I a want to throw He's going to walk in the end zone. I want to throw the outside slant or the outside route here, not the the inside one, this is what it's for. The inside one is what we call a prostitute route. We are prostituting ourselves for the greater good. 
Give it to the outside guy. We know what the coverage is here. This is a critical error by what is now a veteran quarterback. And you know what else, JB? Even to the third level, the stuff where 42, the safety is, is Wingard. Watch freeze. What the, the he can't get to the outside slant. He can drive on the inside one. Yes. Late. And we'll yes. golf a little wide here. To me, first off, like I said, I walk up the line of scrimmage and the safety standing in the end zone, and I'm in the red zone. He's done. Yes. You yes. Can, I, I, I'm taking you right out of the play. Yeah, you're out of the picture. You're, you're done. And then I want that guy to take a just aim at the inside leverage and take off the inside slot and run away on your slant, which clears about a 30-yard throwing space for Goff just to play pitch and catch. Sean, I got to be honest. Coaching is over-fucking-rated. Well, yeah. I mean, you mean coaches who don't teach it right? Yeah. I mean, why? We're in the fucking NFL, the big boy man's league that everybody looks up to. Why in the fuck are we in three yards deep in the end zone uh, on the 20-yard line with no one to cover? It's not like we're an empty here. We got a tight end, a back, and a slot receiver all in the box. Isn't he just basically, aren't we playing 11 on 10 now? What? what yeah, I, I'm playing 11 on 10. What, what, what is he going to do if I read this halfway decent as a quarterback? I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck is he doing? What's he taking away from me? Nothing. The only chance he's got to take it away is exactly where Goff threw it. It's a bad decision. Goff's better than that. Pre, pre-snap it was a dead giveaway. Where you, you, when you know pre-snap where you can go with the football, that's a tremendous advantage for the offense. Here we've been bragging on these guys, and I'm sitting here watching them thinking, come on, you got to be better down here in the red zone. These guys standing on the goal line with no, for no reason. If you want to beat the Packers, he got to do better. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you're going to take it. It's going to take an effort to get him this week. Oh, I, I, I didn't see that. Where do you fit that in? Oh, this is a little angle route. Boom, come back inside. See, I'll tell you where he got into trouble. I know he had to flatten him a little. I would hope he leaned on him and tried to stay skinny away from the safety. Watch out. Now, I think that he probably had to. fucking throw, Sean. Sure, sure is. His feet aren't even close to being set. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, see, uh, that underneath coverage corner, slot, that, that ball should have been picked off. And that's why I don't like golf in time. That's why I don't ever question Sean McVay for trading him because right. ultimately I they agree. want a Super Bowl. Well, Stafford's a, a better player. Especially if you want a Super Bowl and you traded for him. But look at his base here, Sean. He's not set, ready to throw. This is too wide of a base. He's going to be unbalanced. This is so lucky, and this is what's going to cost him this you week. Know in a critical game because this guy doesn't have the poise or the moxie to stand in there well, and reset his feet or just not throw this ball. Yeah. Good gracious. How, how he got that in there is beyond me. And then they're going to get, you know, what a great throw. The decision put him in a bind and you're right. Way too elongated with his, his, his feet, the overstride, his heels hitting first. It's tough to get anything on it, but I'll give him credit. How he got that in there and how that ball wasn't either at least knocked down or picked is beyond me. But they're going to go in and score. And the truth is that they got away with one there because you're right. His mechanics on the on the perfect throw and it had to be perfect. You're not going to make those throws very often. Even 12 in Green Bay, he may not have thrown that ball. You know what I mean? No doubt. Look at the safety depth. dude. What, what, what in the world am I watching? Am I, am I, am I, am I missing something here? <laughs> 
can see him, Sean. I had my microphone in my way. I didn't know there's a safety in the game. He's 20 yards deep, 19, 18 yards deep. Is he? And if he backpedals, he's going to be 20 yards. What, what is he taking away? Is he afraid? I, I, the deep post, I guess. Well, what, I, I don't get the, I don't get the, 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 the coverage scheme here. I don't understand. We're not even watching. We're watching golf. I just don't get. I mean, I. It's beyond me. And he's going to backpedal. Look at this. Look and he look he backpedals to twenty five on the ball snap. What's the situation in the game? What 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 what's the time frame here? First down. I mean, are they down to like a last drive or something? What the hell's the down and no, distance here? No, it's the first quarter. It's still the first quarter, and we're playing. The guy's twenty five yards. Yes. Hold on. Who, who's who's teaching this? Right there, Sean. Right there. Seven three. Seven to three. Seven forty two left. In the first quarter, and he's playing 25 yards deep. What, what are they afraid of? What, what, they're, they're playing 11 on 10 football. Well, get your ass to that hash. See, see where that X is. Move up there. Get your ass up about 10 yards. You're, you're, you're making this, that's exactly where he should be. Wow. But son, dude, I'm gonna kill them on my low intermediate. Throwing game if I'm playing against Jackson. Look at all this though. I mean, goddamn. I mean, we got out cuts for days. We got a guy, we got a fucking corner out here playing fucking 10 yards off, you know, head up a little bit, one shade outside. I mean, I'm taking advantage of everything they're giving me here. What is the safety doing? What's he going to take away? I mean, I guess if you're going to take away a punt 70 yards down a field, I don't know what he's taking away. Like his feet are in the picture screen, and then they're going to leave it. I'm getting so caught up in his lousy ass where, where he's lined up. I can't even focus on Goff's throw. Nice job of getting your head around. It's a smart play. Give him a chance. A little four or five yard gain, but I'm going to have to push that ball a little more with that safety there. This is a weird defense by Jacksonville, the way they're pre alignment. There we go. Now we got a two split look. And they're backpedaling like fucking somebody stole something. How about you run outside release and run a bender? It's stealing. Man. First down. First down. I like, I like it, though, Sean. I'm going to take what the defense fucking gives me, which is the common number one mistake that we don't see anymore. We don't see quarterbacks take what they give us. Yeah, just make a common play, dude. It's not that hard. You're exactly right. Just make the common play, man. And if you want to make the common play, there's a lot of them here. They're just begging me to throw the ball outside here. I'll tell you what I'm a little bothered by about golf. I mean, you know the results have been good. It bothers me seeing this game up close. I don't like – a little wishy-washy with his feet. And if you see that, JB, kind of hopping around. He never really sets in what he's trying to do with his feet. I like active, but I don't like active without being precise. I'm not real sure. Is it a three-step? And you know what we're not teaching? And I, I, I watched him do it. Better two hitches on a go route, though. Probably take one and throw it. You know what bothers me, though, JB, is that we allow quarterbacks' laziness in the pocket, drifters and the red, you know, guys that are drifting in the pocket, not really setting up taking two hitches, trying to get to a third hitch on a go route. And now he makes a hell of a throw. We say this, and it's like he stuck it in there again. If you'd have thrown it with one hitch, the guy would have scored a touchdown. 
Exactly. He would have have scored early. That's right. I'm not taking throwing nine routes unless somebody falls down with two hitches. Take a hitch, hold the safety, and get the ball outside. No question. Let's see. I want to see him be a better actor, too. But, you know, I – what – what is the definition of the ultimate professional, Sean, in your opinion? Like, let me, uh, what I'm trying to get to is, I don't care how old you are. If you watch Steve DeBerg in year 12 or Tom Brady in year 38, whatever fucking year he's in, he's still going through his play pass fakes. He still loves the fact that he can hold you with mechanics. We see a lot of these guys that get into year four and five who make all this big money who think they're the fucking shit. How about you continue to be professional and carry out your fucking fakes and help our team win when we know defensive line is superior to O-line? You know why Tom Brady can make throws like this late and do that throw for almost five? What did he throw for 450 or something last week, uh, JB, from behind? His mechanics don't break down under duress. They're better in the fourth quarter than they are in the first quarter. And in the first quarter, they're still the best in the league. Yep. So, and, and he's been doing it for 22 years. There's a reason why he sustained it. He, he doesn't dress in a phone booth, but it's his performance sure says he does. Now, that's Great. a hell of a play. Yeah. This is this is a hell of a play to get his hard throw. throw it now. Yes. Throw it. Yep. To take, he could have got rid of the ball a little sooner because his feet were. Yeah. You know why, JB? His feet were wide coming out of the fake, so he had yeah. to reset to get him underneath him to make the throw the hard way. Yeah. Because he's going to his left, and your the tendency for a right hander when momentum works that way is to fall out of the throw. Into, instead of fall into the throw, watch him fall away. And then he finally sets his feet. He was falling away, takes that little extra reset and has a you know, good enough arm that you talked about where he could whip it in there. He was still a little late, but the fact that he can make up for it with that whip action and he spins a tight spiral gives him a chance. But he's got to get a little – I need him a little more phone boothish in a cylinder compact coming out of fakes and stuff. No doubt. Because he, he, now there ain't no doubt, dude. We know he can spin it. I'm not questioning that, right? Yeah. Don't Lazy mechanics are going to get you hurt at some point. They just are. They're going to beat you in a title game. Yep. Give me one more throw before you turn this thing off. Yep. I want to get see, out of here. No, I got to see him. I want to see him push the ball like a dig route or something. I want to see. Something, what he's doing, inside run. He's put up, now he's played better, but but he's like, he got away with like three throws in this one, right, JB? Yeah. One should have been a pick. Stretch. Now, this is a great, I can end on this. Right, understanding, understanding, sinking coverage. You know what this isn't going to do? And ain't going to make top 10 highlight film. But if I'm coaching him, I just jumped out of my chair, pumped up. I love it. Boom. Not their head. Boom. Now, look at that. See, looks him down. That's his best play. Now, he's made some spectacular throws, you know, in tight windows. That's his best mechanical play, play of operating an offense. That's 30 yards for nothing. Right. But And you see his eyes looked inside, held. Holding guys, flipped right? hips. Yes. Flipped his hips, got him outside the numbers, and let him take care of their business. That was his best football play of the day. Not spectacular, but it ended up being spectacular. Those are hard yards to come by. Here we go. He got one. He's, he sticks it in here. It's about what he had, too. Yeah. Last play here. We'll show you this, and we'll get in. We're in the show. We got, we got Mac Jones tomorrow. 
a uh, few other quarterbacks tomorrow. Caleb Williams talk. Caleb Williams. We're going to talk so, about NCAA playoffs, national championship game, and the importance of college bowl games after the playoff game. And the transfer. I mean, the uh, opt-outs we'll get into tomorrow. And we spent a lot of time on tape, which we wanted to tonight. I also mix in some of the good play you saw from Bryce Young and Stroud. I'm anxious to hear how you translate them to the next level as well. How, yeah. you, how you break them down to the next level. I'll give you my thoughts on it. And I still, I also like the guts of the way Duggan and Stetson Bennett hung in there. Yet the spectacular play of Bryce Young in his game and CJ Stroud in his game. And why Nick Saban's different and why guys don't opt out in Alabama is why I still think that Saban reigns supreme yeah. in Alabama has yet well, to be toppled by Georgia. First, I don't believe Georgia's ready to take over yet. First and second pick of this draft, more than likely. And played. Both at Alabama, both played. Non-BCS playoff game. Yeah, a, a, a non, non-final four, and they still played. And yep. played well, and Bryce Young, all Bryce Young did was put a doggone validation on he's going to be the first quarterback taken in this draft by not only showing up but playing his ass off. And by the way, Alabama has a number one recruiting class again in America. 27 guys at one point. I think they got 28 or 29. 26 of their 27 were four- and five-star guys. I think nine or ten of them were five-star players. So and guess what? A four-star, if he doesn't work, is going to have to leave because there is no room for you. There's a 70-year-old continuing to do what he's doing in the, in the NIL era where it's not easy to recruit anymore because people are being snakes. They're shady. They're stealing guys. They're offering you this. They're giving you that. And he's still the best in the world at what he does on the collegiate level ever. And he's still doing it. And I'm telling you right now, uh, you know, you can't keep Michigan out. They were undefeated. And, and TCU came out, and I, 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 think, I think Harbaugh – uh, I think some things leaked out about Harbaugh, and I think the players thought of, that he was leaving them and said, fuck you, I'm not playing for you. And I think that is evident in how they started that game so flat. And uh, man, man, TCU makes some big plays, and when you take a couple pick sixes to the house, you're not going to lose games in a Final Four. Some guts, man. Sonny Dykes got them doing some good things on the offensive end. You're going to have to get a few stops along the way in this national title game for sure. And I, I, I'm be honest. I'm going to predict it right now. I think Georgia, Georgia absolutely fucking mollywops them. You think it's a curb stomp this week? You know why? There's no way in the world that if you're going to start talking this Kirby Smart reign supreme thing and taking over the legacy of Nick Saban in Alabama as the best team in America on a year-in, year-out basis, that you're going to allow 51-point game or whatever Ohio State scored on you and absolutely torched your secondary and the number one defense in America. To repeat that effort and give that same uh, result, there's no way you can put Kirby Smart in there. I think Georgia plays lights out on defense. I think they stymie TCU. I think TCU struggles because they do not have the outside threats that Ohio State has. And I think... Georgia mollywops them. If you keep TCU in the 20s, the game's over. Right? Yeah, it's over. Stetson Bennett, you know, he's 37 years old and everything, but he'll, he'll still – he still can throw still a hit. Play, and he plays some damn good football in clutch games, man. That guy deserves some credit. Yeah, and I love Dugan's nuts and guts. I love I that. Quarterback. I love him. Uh, you know, I just don't know if he's got the skill around him and if he's athletic enough to improvise with his feet to make plays or, or extend plays with a Georgia front seven that six of the seven are going to the NFL first round. So They're pretty nasty. I, I don't know if if Dugan 
uh, you know, looks like an 80s porn star can get out of that. Love that kid, though. Duggan's proved to me. He, he'll, he'll, he'll show up and play now. I love That's his ass. Both yeah. these quarterbacks in this final, yeah. they're, they're, they're going to – they, they, they probably more guts than raw talent. Let's just put it that way. Some toughness. A little, right? little bit of an unorthodox final, though, huh? Oh yeah, very. Okay, that's why I'm. If I'm, if I'm George, I'm a little nervous because TCU wasn't supposed to be there when the season started. TCU wasn't supposed to be there when the when the playoffs started. For by some, I think they earned it. TCU wasn't supposed to get through the game against Michigan. Michigan was too physical for them, and then they pumped fifty on them. 50 plus. Now the talk is Georgia's going to curb stomp him. Well, well, the great thing about this is you still got to play the fucking game. You got to play it. I like it. Talk about what they will and won't do until you see them. And I, I, I'll tell you right now, I love Sonny and what he does. I love, I love Dugan. And you can never uh, underestimate the, uh, the, the, the relentlessness of a champion's heart. Right. And, We'll I see might it. come to L.A. and mollywop your ass just for good measure. Poof. The Magic Dragon. I Fuck might it. come and mollywop your ass. Hey, can we watch some more high school film uh, this week? I got I I, I can't wait to watch fucking poof. Yeah, by the way, let me ask you a guy, my guy uh, Fritz. I know they got a quarterback. What's the, do they, are they looking for a uh, – have they recruited a 2023 kid yet? I don't know. My kid would play, was his quarterback for two years, um, and then uh, I, I don't know, Sean. The problem is there. Uh, I, lo- I go down there all the time and, and, and hang out with them at, at practice during the spring, and, and we maybe me, you and I go down there in the spring. He's a great dude, man. You love him. He's one I of do, us. I already love him. One of us. His old staff's one of us. Yeah, By the way, so, so it's hard as a porn dick to get in there. Well, what if I told you I got a kid – who I think who's about six four, about two fifteen, two twenty, led the top in his division, top ranked offense in the state in his division, and does both runs and throws, and is a, and is a damn near straight A student. Then if he's qualified, and, he, and I think he's the most under recruited quarterback in the country. Send me his info, and I'll send it to Willie. Okay, got a couple hey, guys. Maybe break, let's break him down tomorrow. All right. I, I, film? Wait, I'll, I'll have it to you, but we'll break them down at the latest at the end of the week, early next. I'll try to get it to you between now and, and so we can have it between now and the next two days. All right. Because hey, I want to ask you one question, though. Where are they bitches have being? Broke, have you broke down these nuts? Hey, have you, do you know anything? Seriously, what uh, have you met uh, my buddy named Molly Wapti? Have you met him? Who? Molly Wapti. Molly Wapti? Yeah, Molly Wapti's nuts in your mouth. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you met him? No, I, I, you know, Got I, respect, him. I respect my elders, Sean. Yeah, Molly Wapti. Molly Wapti's nuts right in your mouth. Hey, do you like Jaws and Balls? Who? Balls and Jaws? <laughs> Dude, why does it's the gift that keeps on giving? It's so elementary school that we're still playing the D's nuts. It never gets old. Why? Because Bosnia Jaws, they go a long way. Have you ever had Bosnia Jaws? No. Well, open my open wide and put my balls in the jaws. <laughs> hey, hey, what's wrong with you? What, what seriously, man? I, hey, how man. Do, how do I don't get stuck with UCLA. What? Look at that pretty motherfucker. I used to have a girl just like her, like that dog. I had a girl looking like her. Her name was Cherry. 
Look how look how my beautiful. Look at me. What do you think about my boy, man? Yeah, that's beautiful. I thought it was a girl, but it's, oh, it's just a kilo, man. Ninety pounds nice. just turned two. Hey, What's big boy. His What's his name? Kilo, like the pounded kilo. Yeah. Like fucking cocaine that you're fucking snorting. <laughs> yeah, you know I've never done a lot of cocaine in my life, dude. Isn't that crazy? Honestly, no, I never have. I have never smoked weed in my life because we're leaders yeah. of men, not followers of them. Yeah, and I got a I got a ten pound uh, Maltese and and uh, Shih Tzu mix named Patron. Really? Oh, yeah, she's down sleeping by my feet. It's my good dog down here. So I got, I got the big boy who eats more protein during the week than four people, as you well know, having them. This dude, I could, I, I cooked like four steaks. He ate two and a half of them yesterday. Hey, what's your ten, steaks? What's your ten pound dog name? Patron. I got a ten pound dog named Bone. <laughs> Do you really? Hey, yeah. You got a ten pound dog? Yeah. Yeah. Five dollar foot log. Is that what you're saying? Hey man, what the fuck? Hey man, how the fuck did you work at ESPN? What do you mean? I'm twelve years old. I because I, I didn't have a dumbass talking about these. No, no, have, oh, you I'm mean what are you talking? You and I doing this show while you're on ESPN? Well, listen, we do a great show, but I don't think I'm going on there when my man Dan Patrick teed me up on Sports Center talking about these nuts. Are you saying it's as like you're gonna like hard as a porn? I mean, yeah. You're the one who fucked everything up for me. Look at you. I'm here. I, I I come on here ready to talk normal, and you got me. How did you survive? I don't know how I survived because your ass wasn't sitting next to me 12 years. Because I don't ever say D's nuts jokes on air. But you know what? When you don't, when you got this show, you can say it on here, and it never gets old. Goddamn. Well, I bring it out in you because, goddamn. Have you ever had the cream of some young guy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you pour hey, it over your new Chinese noodles? Yeah, what is wrong with you, man? What is wrong with you? Hey. Oh, yeah. 12 years, and you know what? They miss me there. I can tell you that right friggin' now. Well, they fucking need you there. They're the fucking – it's unbelievable. I don't, know. I don't know if they miss me, but I had good times doing it. It was a little different back then, right? A little different the way we little bit. Little bit sports. But, yeah, can you imagine you sitting next to me on the set, dude? I'd have had to get up and leave. It's like, oh, hell no. Hey, well, well, you used to be on the set with Stuart Scott, huh? phenomenal human being one of my best friends there yeah God damn man dude, i was there i was there and i'm not i'm not part of the great i mean i was there doing the what i'd consider the best times ever there or so i mean i mean berman uh Stu scott you had uh rich rich eisen dan eisen, patrick, patrick uh john butchie gross john anderson carl ravich kenny main we were friggin john clayton was john right? clayton yep we we had Michael Irvin used to crack me because Mike's passion on NFL countdown. Dude, we had the the those the talented people and behind the scenes people you don't know their names. Yeah, getting Sports Center shot sheets and 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 their brilliance and putting highlights together. I was just blessed for twelve years to work alongside what I consider some of the best talent in the world. No doubt. Think about it. You roll out. You, well, what they would consider Linda Cohn, Susie Culber. Yeah. Linda Cohn's a star. I mean, wow. phenomenal. That is real journalism. Oh, man. dude, we were yes. like the, the fourth team, if you wanted to call them that, was better than anybody's first team anywhere. Now, Scott Van Pelt. I mean, we were friggin' I mean, Mike Greenberg. We were loaded up and down from the 6 o'clock Sports Center. Uh, Neil Everett and man. Stan Verrett. I mean, yes. we had everybody, Steve Bunin. We were guys on from ESP, David Lloyd. I mean, guys that are stars, 
it was like it was like a team in a farm system that has like 47 first round picks that are just waiting their chance but can't get in because you got Dan and Stu and Rich Eisen and Kenny Mayne. It's like and then you know Scott Van Pelt. Where where where, where, you, where, where are we gonna put them? But as they came and went, and I loved it because that's when ESPN let those personalities do their highlight the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, done. I'm not saying there's not talented people there now because there is. But I felt like, and I felt blessed because Berman and all that, Mike Tirico, yeah, dude, doing Sports Center and Monday Countdown and stuff. I just felt I had Mark Malone, Trey Wingo on on, on NFL Live. That was that was loaded. They were good as that was a hell of a deal. Mark Schlereth and Mike Golick and Merrill Hodge. We, like I said, there's some really talented people. I'm just speaking about when I was there. I felt really blessed because they brought out those guys, the talent behind the scenes. And the bosses, and then when we when you sit on the set, and I'm looking, Dan's over here, and Stu's over here. It's like, come on, man! One of these things is not like the other. I here I am with two of these phenomenal talents, and they brought out the best in you, right? Yeah. The energy, and they made you laugh. Competitive, yeah. They, they, we talk sports. It was sports. We talked sports, and we made you laugh. You couldn't wait to watch the eleven o'clock Sports Center. Wake up the next morning. And I just I felt blessed to be a part of it because those guys were so and gals. Linda Cohn was phenomenal talent. Susie, I mean, we just we were loaded with great and not only that great people you wanted to hang out with. And like I said, I know they still have them there. Yeah. I just talking about the 12 years I was there. Yeah. I'll put those 12 years with the, the talent that was in that building. Yeah. Hosting those shows. Yeah. With any talent at any point in time at any network anywhere for that period of time i thought the 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 guys i worked with it wasn't me i just happened to be a part of it uh and i tried to be a a big a a good part of it but i can tell you this when you got dan patrick teeing you up it's real easy to get rolling dude trust me now you you and john Clayton did a hell of a day i used to watch you guys every day now we got proud of that as the original that was the original debate show yeah and i and i'm very proud of that and we loved it and we never scripted it and i miss john dearly obviously uh, but yeah, thanks, JB. It was 12 years of going to work every day. I didn't consider it work. I got I'm getting to do Sports Center with Van Pelton and, and Carl Ravitch tonight. No, with Dan shit. and Stu Scott. Come on, man. That that no, wasn't that, that shit you call it work. That was like I felt like I was on. I worked my ass off to be prepared for it because I didn't want to be the guy who wasn't that keeping up with those yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I came to work every day, dude. I there wasn't a day I left work that I didn't laugh my ass off to the point of tears. But also sometimes where you're like, wow. Chris Fowler's really friggin' good. Yeah. You know, okay, Dan Patrick's really friggin' Reese Davis. Yeah. Re- Reese, Reese was a sports center anchor before he was doing all. I mean, dude, every time you turned around, yeah. It's like that guy. I mean, stars go John, John Anderson. I think Kenny Maine is as underrated as sports center anchor ever because he's clever and a brilliant yeah. writer. We were just loaded, man. And, yep. and Dan, like I said, the rest of them. I, was I just, love, I love Scott Van Pelt. That's one guy I love on ESPN right now. Scott yeah, Van Pelt's one of the best people. Uh, he's a good friend of mine so is mark jones uh mark jones been to the house matt barry yeah yeah matt was matt was doing uh nbc news and with my buddy newey scruggs in uh in dallas uh newey i've I've had newey on my show yeah i love newey he's one of my one of my all-time favorite dudes and matt barry got that opportunity and now matt's calling games and yeah doing studio shows and kicking ass i love him so I mean, we were friggin' loaded with talent upon talent when it comes to those anchors, and they still have talent. It could, they 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 approach their shows a little different, but I I liked it when you watched because you wanted to hear what Dan was gonna say. 
you wanted to hear Stuart Scott do his highlight. Yeah. And being a part of that highlight stuff, like in Sports Center, that I felt, and I may be biased because of, you know seeing it up close and watching the skill set and the production crew, I felt like that was the best times ESPN's ever had with that talent group they had running that show there. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Now Disney took over. It seems kind of a little bit of different, but it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I mean, things things change, but I can tell you this. I, I bet you if you said, can we get all that crew back? I, I don't think they'd have a problem if, if the Dans and we could, you know, God rest his soul, bring Stuart back and the Rich Eisens of the world and Kenny Maine. I, I don't think there'd be too many people to have a problem listening to Linda Cohen and Dan Patrick do SportsCenter. I think they'd feel pretty good about it. Yet there's still some really, really gifted people there. Um, and it's a dream job for so many. And for my 12 years, I, uh, I, I'd like an opportunity to get back on those debate shows or doing sports center NFL live because it like shows like that. I miss the passion of live TV, but I get stuff like that with you. So it's pretty cool. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, we I, I love freaking competition, dude. I love to, I love to fucking compete. I just do. No and doubt. That, I, I felt like we were back. I felt like, you know, that we, when we were in your living room, that we were make, making people happy on sports center. Right. And I wanted to do that. So it meant a lot to me. I loved it. Now look who you were. You're with King Slapdick talking about fat bits with a pH. Yeah. That's with, with two C's at the end thick, right? That's, that's you. And I'm for the LBC and you're calling me a white boy for the LBC. And you're saying, what do I have to go through to get to the LBC? What do you, what, what do the fellas say? Get through the CPT. Got to get through the CPT to get to the LBC. You ain't never been to the mean streets of Esco, dude. Don't roll up in there without me. I, want you, I need you around Esco. I go to Esco all the time. I get the fucking taco cart guy. You love Esco, don't you? Uh, it's fucking carne de asada. Carne and asada with guac. Guac. Fucking uh, some tacos and perro. Yeah, what you know about carne asada? Carne asada burrito. You don't know anything about my crib, dude. I don't you know, know. What you know about Holmes? What you know about my my my, my crib, SA? I I like going down to Chula Vista because it's right on the border, and I used oh, to get yeah. I used to get ten dollar hollers. You know what that is, right? Uh, yeah. Well, my best friend in college, who was a teammate of mine, went to Castle Park High School in you know Chula Vista. So I know all about right there, San Diego Southwest and Juco. That's right. Dude, you're rolling up into my crib, okay? I'm in a water. Yeah. I don't need no fucking map quest. I'm you a better, fucking old school Atlas guy. Map you, the fucking Atlas. You better roll. Yeah, the Atlas. Read it. Why well, you better tell the people you know me if you roll up in it. I don't need you. I mean, I need you on this show. I don't need him saying who's this essay rolling up into our up up into the Diego. If you're rolling up into Diego, you better you better come straight now. Don't come to come sneaking up in Diego. We'll sit your ass right there. Get a shirt made. CPT to the LBC. Have two white boys from two fucking all <laughs> predominantly black hoods. And you're, you're right. And they're gonna, dude. You don't want to roll up into Esco. I don't. Come on now. Hey, look at that. Look at that. LA in the middle of that slap. L, yep. Look at you. What you know about Artesian Gar High or any of that? What you well, know about I was that? a rival. They kick your ass. We used to choke fuck Gar. Did you? Oh, fuck. Ran through him twice. What you know about Bellflower? Uh, okay. We used to run through Bellflower was a, was a, was a, was a, a joke. And, and about two years after I graduated, Bellflower became a powerhouse. My old man was a Banning High School for a minute, too, now. Oh, Banning. Great. Yeah. Jamel Holloway. Yep. My old man went to Banning. So, listen, do I, do I need to send you an escort to roll up into Esco when I'm not there back at my crib? LBC. I'll tell my man, I'll tell my man, my wide receiver in college, Hank Norman, 
from Poly High, Long Beach Poly, you're rolling up in there. Keep you safe so you don't get you, you get yourself hurt rolling up into the LBC, brother. Hey, only escort you can send me is a $10 holler. <laughs> right out hey, of TJ, Revolution. Yeah, they got to eat too now, okay? Hey, fucking right. Hey, fucking right. Ho's got to yeah. eat too. Yeah. Hey, uh, I love you, man. I are can't wait. Are you going to let me go to bed tomorrow? Are uh, you going to let me go to bed, man? I got to get up at 3.30. You talk about Ho's got to eat. So tomorrow. Are you going to be out of time tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <well, laughs> Yes, I'm gonna be on time before seven o'clock my time, which is five o'clock your time on a Wednesday, and we're gonna kill it again tomorrow with some Caleb Williams, some maybe a pretender contender NFL playoff talk as we head into the final weekend, and again our thoughts and and real good thoughts and prayers for uh, for all those involved in the Buffalo Bills and yeah. their family and the situation and De- uh, Demar Hamlin and. Yeah. His, his mother and, and family and their teammates in a very, very difficult set of circumstances or prayers for them. And it's always good to be on with you. Laughing, laughing, to be able to mix laughter in and a show is a good thing, JB. Yeah, it, is. it, re- it really is. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that this, I'm, I'm not talking about laughter at that. I'm talking about laughter over the, some of the silly things we say about where we grew up, but it helps you kind of deal with, uh, I come, I come from a family that likes a lot of laughter and, you know, that that's kind of how you cope with stuff that you hope uh, is going going to be okay, and I and I hope that everything ends up okay in Buffalo and with that team and that family. I really do. No, no doubt. I hope he walks out of this thing, man, and and we can look back at it and just and just uh, look at it and say, damn, this is something to you know we'll we'll live and learn from. I mean, it is what it yep. is. You can't do much. You can't do much in, except for help uh, pray for a kid. Agreed. So we'll see him back, and uh, I can't wait to see you back tomorrow. Everybody hit the like button, subscribe, become a member, and go on our Patreon, which we're going to be uploading a bunch of different documents on this week. And I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 a.m. Pacific, right here. And Sean will be on tomorrow on but 36 different networks. What show will you be on in the morning? Sean Salisbury shows 6 to 10, iHeartRadio nationally and locally, Sports Talk 790 in Houston. And we will be getting after it as the Texans trying to decide, do you draft the quarterback? Do you change coaches? And do you tank this week to make sure Chicago doesn't get the first pick and you get the first one? All that will be coming your way tomorrow. I'm a fucking winner. I ain't tanking shit. Uh, I know. As a player, never. As a coach, never. As a front office, you know damn well what they want, dude. God damn. You know damn well what they want. Hey, Steve Mack said Giants-Buffalo in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now, Sean – it's going to be a Super Bowl that we do not expect. Yeah. It ain't going to be the Eagles, and it ain't going to be the Niners, and it ain't going to be the Cowboys, and it ain't. It, it could very well be fucking Tampa versus goddamn, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh right now. I don't know. But it's going to be very, very interesting how this thing goes down because of the quarterback play, which I believe is the worst we've ever seen in football history. And I can't wait to see – I can't wait to see these playoffs because I want to see I'm okay with it getting a little bit chaotic that it's not chalk. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay with that. I wouldn't count out teams that got playmaking quarterbacks, regardless of your defense. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't exactly count right. that out. Exactly right. Hey man, it's always good. Go get some sleep. Go get two hours of sleep. I'll see you in a couple hours. <laughs> I know you got 30 shows. Uh, and, uh, hey, 
I love you, brother. Cocaine. I said uh, good night. Or uh, not cocaine. Kilo. Uh, kilo. Kilo. Yeah, my my dog Kilo. I will. You'd love my bully. I know that. You love him. Yeah, I got mine right here. My two are fucking snoring like a goddamn fat whore in church. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end the show. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I love you, brother. Great right, stuff. Peace. Yeah, man. All right, guys. I'll see you guys on the other side. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Peace. The last chance cube. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. You love it. You better live it, drink it, eat it, smoke it. And then every now and again, wake up with it laying next to you. The premier football coaching show on the Internet. I've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no nonsense but understands the old game the in-between game the new game and combines them all last chance cue with the great legendary sean salisbury 